sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends had left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for rhyme or reason All it takes is ten drinks minimum Okay, we're back again for a second try at that. We got uh, Billy here in the studio, and I'm way down for some. There we go, and uh, yeah, you know we're back. <laughs> we're back. I did see you on your computer for like hours last night. Me? Yes. What were you doing on my computer for <laughs> hours last night? No, you were sitting on that couch. I walk out. I would get a drink of water, and you were sitting there. Just oh, like, I was. Uh, oh, you don't. We don't even want to fucking bring this up till here. We'll we'll bring it up in a second. So Holly Ann is here. Hello. And we have. Former mayoral candidate uh, Gus Pedrotti with us. Future president of the United States. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully not, but thanks, friends. <laughs> so there's a reason why I was working on my computer, and now I could say it. Because, like, <laughs> there was a. Our friend Barney, it was his birthday last night. Uh-huh. Happy birthday, Barney. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he had a, a event at Launchpad that was Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the uh, uh, soundtrack, like bands were playing it, and then they had the game up there, so I was practicing. <laughs> you wait. Oh, you so practiced. You, you, had, you had like the emulator. Kind I of did. Thing. I had the emulator going. And to be noted, uh, Chris kept on trying to get us to play Pro Skater One when Pro Skater Three was available on the emulator, and he was so <laughs> scared about losing that he refused to switch to Three. I mean, that that is not like... fair. <laughs> That's not true. Play anyway, anywhere, any play. I'll play you Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. And the thing is, I think the like 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 Mortal Kombat Two isn't. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, the, I guess the... the I'd standard. say 2 or 3. 2, two or 3. Three. Okay. 3. 3 brought in the revert. 2 brought in the manual. And both of those are like the, what are the game changers. Definite game changers. I mean, being able to link tricks like that and also... I mean, like, the map selection in 3 is very important to me. I think Foundry is iconic. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I don't know um, what that is. Foundry? I'm lost. And I guess foundry. I'm proven wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's that simple, folks. So uh, I didn't give you a beer yet. We usually give people a beer by now because I have our beer from uh, um, Dialogue Brewing. It's beautiful. Yeah, they said Tony Hawk Skater One Warehouse Level. Well, that that's a good one. Yeah, that that's like the one. training part, wanna, though. We do this. We pour those. Yeah, okay, so there is there is there is an age gap between you and I, Gus. That's we'll say true. we'll say it's like more than a decade. Ooh. So when Tony Pro Skater. When I was involved in the game itself, you know, I'm looking in, in the in the scene in, in the scene, um, especially two. I was it was like in 2002, 2003, which would have put you about what ten years old, eleven. Would you hate me if I said younger? Oh wow, wow. I, okay, yes, I would not hate you. <laughs> oh yeah, we hate you for, oh, your, wow. for your lack of being <laughs> born sooner, you loser. That's and you gotta think fun. like, okay, so I I grown up on different style of gaming. Uh, it didn't involve like an analog stick. It involved two buttons. Yeah, and like you and your formative years were like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm like learning how to play fucking video games. Like one of the hardest things to do to be good at at Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Like we're talking like six, seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. It was probably around then, eight years old, wrecking it on an N64 joystick. 
That was oh, that was okay. me. So honestly, last night we were playing on PlayStation ones, and it was very surprising to not have a joystick for me because mm-hmm. I was a Nintendo kid growing up. Okay, yeah. so when you say Nintendo kid, you meant at the earliest, maybe? Well, no, I'm sorry, it's N64. N64 was the first oh, console okay. I ever owned. Yeah, and we're in his, when I when we when Chris and I talk about Nintendo, oh, we're yeah, talking yeah. about the, the the original the NES. NES. Yeah, sure, sure, Nintendo sure. Entertainment System. <laughs> no acronyms here. We're all about inclusivity. <laughs> well, there was, well, there was, I mean, there's little known little known knowledge. It's like uh, after the Atari and the ColecoVision failed, uh, um, the big box stores in America didn't want a video game system, so that's why it's not called Nintendo Video Game System. It's called Nintendo Entertainment System because it was sold as a computer for them. And that's actually, if you ever see the Rob robot that came with the original, that's why they packed that in there. They're like, see, it's an educational computer. So they could get it over here and in the stores. You can- Fun story. I was afraid of that robot. Rob? I was Aww. terrified of him. He's going to put his gyroscopes on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, not in my boobs, Rob. <laughs> Oh wow! Well, that's tight. Again, I, I just want to bring my, the age gap into the conversation that's because true. I don't, I don't no clue how old you are. I'm guessing it's still in your twenties, true. Or still in your teens, true. Most likely, yeah. That one, that one's actually. It. I turned twelve and a half last month. Um, pretty excited for the future. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk about you know. So you're 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 22 years old. You're going to UNM, and. The art apocalypse is about to happen, and the crime is rampant, and young Gus Bedrotti's like, I'm going to run for mayor. Is that how it happened? <laughs> is that how it happened? Yeah, no! <laughs> uh, almost, almost the opposite. Uh, I'm, I'm not... I wasn't like a poli-sci kid. I wasn't somebody who was like volunteering for campaigns. I didn't come from a political family. Uh, I studied chemistry and psychology, and I really still like science. I worked for, like, the TLDR of this to not waste too much time. Um, I worked for this healthcare initiative in town called Project Echo, and that was super inspiring to me because I grew up in this uh, cohort that kind of had this New Mexicant attitude, right? Everyone right. hears about the brain drain. I, oh, that is amazing. I love that, New Mexicant. Right. And, <laughs> and I really felt that. And, like, I thought I was going to, like, you know, go off to school somewhere else, and there's a whole story there, too. But what changed my whole perspective of this place was this thing called Project Echo. Oh, okay. And I got to work with some phenomenal uh, healthcare providers, physicians assistants, community care workers, nurses, who were trying to change how we delivered care to hepatitis C, stemming from the heroin and opioid epidemic. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was all about delivering care to where people are. What a revolutionary concept. Instead of people (laughs) being like, I'm dying. Is there a service around me? It was like, what if we just know who people are and offer them what they need? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, you just walk up and, like, while they're sleeping, slide it over to them and then run away. Exactly. You're like... (laughs) presents and then you run but it's supposed yeah. to like diminish uh how much people are using hospitals right which saves everyone money um but also provide more nuanced care to different populations and um when i saw this model in place and this model is now being implemented all over the world oh, in the yeah. next three years it'll touch one billion lives what? So wow. like, yeah a seventh of the world's population is going to benefit from a healthcare problem or a solution that started here because of a problem we had. And like wow. that blew up the New Mexican attitude. It's like, holy shit, we can solve problems that we're having, and the rest of the world needs those solutions too. And we have unique answers to those things. And so I looked at that model and I said, what if we can apply the same distributed care network towards things like behavioral health? So we can make sure that police don't have to interact with those things and 
you know, expose right. people to potentially violent situations and also diminish the cost to the city of caring for people in our community. Yeah. That's a long answer, and I apologize for that. That's okay. No. That's I, I assumed that you were you're you're primed for those. Sure, I mean I it's hard for me to not yeah. give this one a legitimate answer, right? Hope to give only legit answers. Y'all, y'all, why'd you run for mayor? Because shit's lit, bro. Force <laughs> <laughs> them out for the homies. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I mean into my mouth. Uh, <laughs> but we, also, we, we accepted it would have been it been so lit if I was mayor. Oh yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? We'd have so many ice rinks. Oh, um, they're saying in the chat the airport in uh, three was a game changer. We're still talking about that's Tony legit. Hawk. Honestly, that is legit. When you get to break glass in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, mm-hmm. you feel so badass. So yeah. shouts out. Um, but from there, we had this plan, and then the big question was: When you're a community member and you have an idea, how the hell do you get it done? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, honestly, we're all in this together. We all have ideas. We all have different experiences, and we should all be able to participate. And we were like, well, if it's about policing and healthcare and distributed networks, we probably shouldn't go to the school board. Probably Fair. shouldn't talk to the county commission because APD is a city department. Right. Okay. Like, probably shouldn't talk to the public regulations committee because or commission because they do, like, energy stuff and resources. And so then we're like, in the city thing, should we talk to the council? But the council's this distributed body that doesn't really have, uh, like, it, it would be very hard for us as a community member to convince the entire city council to make this massive change. And so we're like, I th- think this goes to the executive branch of our government locally. And so we shopped it around. We took this idea to people we heard were running. And we were like, hey, we think this is really nifty and could be really beneficial. And we heard people say, like, this is a good idea. This is well-sourced in the budget, um, and we like it. We're like, sick. Will you run with it? No. And that's what we heard every oh time. Oh, my gosh. And, and we heard the dumbest reasons. Like, I don't have a million dollars. That's hard to explain. I'm not sure if people will understand it. What? And then we got so mad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That we what? did it. And <laughs> it felt like an obligation to say, like, and it wasn't just, like, we didn't run to share this idea we ran to win so we could do this idea and all the other things that you get to do in a city for four years when you have those opportunities um and that's how i ran for mayor wow wow question mark so (laughs) well a lot of people don't know you got over like six thousand votes yeah that's a pretty good chunk actually that's that's a lot of people thanks to all those people i didn't think you'd do that yeah (laughs) i don't think anyone expected that right um those everyone who like chose to vote for a candidacy like like the one that we ran um just like real shout out to them for being so incredibly brave and it was about halfway through the campaign when i realized how brave people needed to be to vote for me yeah and i i appreciate those people greatly it means more than billy was like he was always talking about you yeah yeah well i voted for you wow thanks well i have to tell you why i voted for you okay because we were talking earlier about how I had met you once. It's a very positive story. All right. So I used to bartend Mm -hmm. at Press Club. And you did an event at Press Club. And Brian Cologne was there. Tim Keller was there. Everybody was there. First of all, you're the only one that tipped me. What? What? And I have never never said that publicly. Ever. You are the only candidate that bothered to tip me. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm <sighs> saying it now. Oh, Holly. And 
I also enjoyed that you stayed after everybody else left, and you were willing to talk to people about your ideas, and I thought your ideas were great. Thanks, Holly. So... It was not just the tipping thing, but <laughs> it did make me kind of well, go, wait a second. That says a lot about you, though. It does, because I kind of felt like the other candidates, and I'm not saying anything about their character. I think, you know, they're in a situation where they're having to speak to people. And I think probably they're like, oh, I'm sure, you know, she's getting compensated very well. Or maybe they just didn't even think about it. I'm not saying that they were being, you know, jerks. I'm not 100% sure that that's why. But... The fact that, like, you took the time to even ask how my day was and interact with me and interact with the people who were there, it was great. And then I got to look into what you were running with, and that's, you know, I liked your ideas. Thanks, Holly. So the question everyone is asking, (laughs) what are the political groupies like? What? Uh, That was was not my question. Someone someone actually asked me to ask you that. So, easy answer. Non-existent. It's a city election, folks. Like, no one ever thought the city was sexy. Like, most people are like, oh, did you do... Are you that guy? And I'm like, which one? And they're like, the kid from Love Actually? And I'm like, no. That's not me. And they're like, oh... So you weren't in Game of Thrones? And I'm like, no. Like, Where do I know you from? I've seen you somewhere. I've seen yeah. you somewhere. Oh, yeah, my grandma watches you on the news. Yeah. yeah that, that is one I've heard, though. It's like, I think my grandma told me about you. And I'm oh, like, no. City's important, oh, no. folks. Here's City, to the young civics, people. Pay civics. attention. Civics are sexy. Everywhere. Well, and I think that was another reason I kind of wanted you to win was you had a great platform and you had great ideas. But also, I was like, Holy shit, if a 22-year-old gets elected, right. young people are going to realize that their voice and their opinion <laughs> matters, and yeah. maybe they will go vote. Sure. The, the 30 Rock memes would have been through the roof, though. Through the roof. Hell yeah. <laughs> ice, was it Ice Town, Ice Clown? Right, right. No, you're talking uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's Parks and Rec, oh, sorry, but Parks Chris, we won't hold it against you. Sorry, uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> in our first video we released, we actually like we had this board of all of our ideas, and we wrote Ice Town and crossed it out, because we knew that that was what we were going to get. Um, you just got to put Easter eggs in videos. That's, oh, that's, that's that's, that's, awesome. the, that's the memes young kids are into these days. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's um, pretty awesome. Yeah. It was a good time. It was weird. So you, I, I spoke with you, and you said that you were not going to run again. Why that, not? That's true. Why? Um, well, I mean, like, it's not like I know the rest of my life and have some crystal ball, and I'm like, I will never run again. But <laughs> I think about all the ways that it's important to, like, differentiate, yeah. like, what the future of politics is, because we know it can't be what it is. Right. And there are all sorts of, like, confounding variables that make politics so shitty right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's money. It's careers. It's power. It's sometimes just an inability to do what the hell government should be doing for no explicit reason. Um, it's shitty people in office. And one of the things that I started noticing was that, like, you know, you run for office. Everyone's like, oh, you just have to run. You just got to get name recognition. Like, oh, you got to run. You got to lose one to win one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, literally, no. Yeah. Right. I, I, had an, I had ideas for a certain thing at a certain time. And I went for the office that allowed me to execute those ideas. And that's what any community member should do. Right. That's and good. communities should be able to see that, hear that, and elect that with confidence. Because it's the institution that's strong, and it's how we decide to guide the next X amount of years, depending on the office, that elections are for. And campaign should be a community discourse, not an identity, like, you know, circle jerk kind of, uh-huh. um, yeah. which is honestly what they are. Yeah. Um, and 
for me, I see a lot of people who, who just run again because they can. And I don't mean to like fault them explicitly, right. and that's not a personal attack, but it is a structural thing. Because you have this weird infrastructure that doesn't do you any good anywhere else in the world. And you don't collect the infrastructure in your daily life. Like when you meet somebody, you're not like, hey, like, by the way, can I get your email and your phone number and like hit you up on a newsletter that I apparently write as a casual human? Because maybe <laughs> one day, like, no, like the things that it takes to run a campaign aren't how we interact with each other. No. It's totally artificial. Mm-hmm. And I have no interest angling for office, perpetuating that idea that just because I run, I because I did run and I could run again, yeah. that I should. And I'm more interested in community members running because that's how we're going to get whatever the hell it is that we collectively want. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I hope everyone who runs 10 drink minimum runs. Oh, man. Oh. I feel like I feel like Billy and I could probably act out like whenever you said you weren't going to run again. Like I was the guy that came in and I'm like, Gus, we need you. You got to come out of retirement. <laughs> it's like, don't you get it? I'm out of the game. <laughs> it's like, no, I'll, I'll do it, but I need my crew together. <laughs> and you go around Albuquerque, go into like a little body shop and the guy is like, we uh. need you. It's, and, and you go, they see you, and then there's lies light up, all, and you're all, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and also a question. Say, like, you did get some traction. Say, like, there's a viral video, and, like, you get a shit ton of votes. Yeah. And say you did win these things. Mm-hmm. Say Chris and I walk into, like, an office with you. Or, like, it's like, hey, Gus, come, come you know, just come, just come hang out. And we hand you, like, a, like an envelope. <laughs> Across the table. What, what's of, in the of like, like $100,000 check. Like, uh, we need this podcast initiative to go through. <laughs> you would be like, uh, well, I guess that's just how the game works. Oh, no. I, he, but, he's, but he's not like that. I know he's not. I, this is a weird... I mean, <laughs> I'm not like that. And the craziest thing about campaigns is that because I didn't get on TV or be some of those places that people expect you to hear political campaigns from is proof. Like, I got offered sums of money, like softball. No one was like, here's the check, sign it. But that wouldn't have changed my mind. But they were like, drop out of this race now. And we can raise you X amount of dollars for whatever you pick next. What? And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, See, that was was what I was going to ask. Yeah, like, it's real. And... It's super unpopular to say, and it's easy to criticize things that are far away from us, right? Like, we can all look at, like, the National Democratic Party and be like, things are not right there. Right. (laughs) But to say it in your own backyard with people you know and care about, and just because there are things that aren't great doesn't mean you have to stop caring for people. Um, It's, I mean, it's a lot harder, and there's a lot more risk there, and that's the difficulty of speaking truth to power. But, um, yeah, like, those offers were made. So there was, so I was going to, my question would be, like, how much of the darkness did you see running for office? Was that the darkest thing? Or was there just some shit that like, you were walking out of a place and someone's like, hey, come here? Uh, man, that's a good question. I would, my gut reaction is the darkest thing I saw is the general disempowerment of the community. Wow. Like, it's not money. Because, honestly, like, the money it takes to buy an election in New Mexico is like sneezable for any large corporation right. in the world. Mm-hmm. That, like, it's almost a joke. Um, and it's like terrifying and like we all need to be vigilant about that but it also should tell us that like we as a community literally have so much opportunity to get shit done here and like somehow along the way because be it parties be it money in politics be it a lack of successful projects that we all participate in like we just stopped believing that that was actually what we were capable of um, right and that was a that was like another big portion that led me and like the the ramshackle crew of cool 20 year olds that executed this campaign uh to do it was 
we had this idea that actions could scale up that like the way that you that you treat this podcast the care you give it the work you put into it to grow the space is the same thing that would succeed at a larger scale too and we think that we i think all of us still believe that deeply um and so the darkest <laughs> thing wasn't money yes yeah, suckers believers suckers um, <laughs> it wasn't money it was the fact that when people don't believe something's possible sometimes it's a reflection of how much they believe they can achieve oh. and i wish that everyone believed and knew not even believed but like knew how much they can achieve um because that's how we turn anything around and actually create a place where we want to be and just as you know just running as a campaign there's money that has to be spent on your part via like just register like registering or like even putting yourself or even like merch do you still have merch uh we we don't have any merch left um, oh. I probably have a few flyers left, maybe like hiding under like the driver's seat of my car or something. Like maybe <laughs> like those places, like the black holes of your car. I'm sure yeah. I can find some. Oh, wow. Um, but like our merch was really successful and we were always sad we didn't do that earlier. That was nice. Um, but there are like real costs. Um, running doesn't cost anything. Like in theory, you can sign up and run with zero dollars. Really, but you, but but you definitely like so how it works. I mean, you're gonna have to pay like a filing fee. I'm assuming. Do they not have any? Okay, so you go file, but then you have to like start building up money for your campaign. The campaign is what costs money. Yep. It's like all about the, you know, the you have to have backers. You have to have people that believe mm-hmm. in you. Because if you don't have that, then you're you you'll run out of money, right. and then you can't, you know, put up billboards. Can't yep. put up you know advertisements on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then you're out of money, and you're just basically like dead in the water. Yep. And if you can't get money, that also shows that you don't really have. Right. backing that and that's like a really like totally people think that yeah. dollars equal support which is incredibly classist to begin with it right is. like it holy is. crap um and like things we should be cognizant of um because there's there's no way that my dollar total would have ever indicated the amount of support that the campaign had. no but you have to have it sure and, sure, if, sure, you, sure. and, if, and if literally you have run out mm-hmm. then you know yeah you have you have to have that it's I mean, it's a, such a weird world of like especially on the progressive side of things when you're like pay people for the work they do and like pay people a decent wage for the work they do versus like (laughs) secretly all campaigns are pretty much exploitive and run off of volunteer labor like oh yeah yeah. like i mean it's just a reality like we we love our volunteers and volunteers are so important but like it's a hard it's a hard dichotomy for sure because if you were to run a campaign where you're like it's all volunteer somebody would clearly raise a point of saying like well why don't you pay people for what they're worth right and there are some, there are some of the the bigger candidates that do. Mm-hmm. They've actually made a point that like all of our campaign people are getting paid. Yeah. I think Bernie was one of them. Yeah, and like unionizing campaign staff is a really new trend on the presidential level. Uh, certainly not something you're ever going to see on a local level, like probably in our lifetime. But no. uh, at that higher level, it's a thing that's existing now, and it's really compelling. I think the coolest unions are the new ones that like actively fight for things that matter. Right. Right. Um, like our film union here is super dope because it's such a malleable space. Same with campaign unions. Like mm-hmm. that's when you really see people power in action. Power in action. So how do we fix the crime problem? Wow. Casual <laughs> question. Right. Yeah, I know you got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have an answer that I ran on two years ago, but like, you know, since then I, I can't say I've like snorted every inch of city data I've come across. Whoa. Um, wild. Uh, I, I still believe that it's it's about distributed care systems. And what I mean by that is saying there's more points of contact to services that people require. And 
that's almost intentionally ambiguous when I say it now because like maybe those parameters have changed. Yeah. But you look at the community schools model and you don't necessarily consider investment in extracurricular activities in schools explicitly related to solving crime because so often we relate crime to policing. Right. And we track crime by calls put into 911 sure. and like arrests made and responses Which had. Which is incorrect because so many crimes are not reported. You're right. And furthermore, like if you're measuring what's going on in your community by the number of arrests, like that's not actually what's no. going on in the community. Right. And people are getting arrested that shouldn't even get getting arrested because it's also, right. yeah, yeah. Right. And so like the, the entire collection of data in crime is not super dope. Um, and so like when you talk about community schools, the idea is, is that you provide a lot of resources in one place where everybody probably goes to. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that everybody picks up their kids from school every single day, right? Like we know that's a privilege. We know that that's like, uh, like kind of like a middle class American dream. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it is saying that like you like it is reasonable to assume that if we put a ton of resources where you already have some responsibility or obligation to be both on the student side of coming to school and both the right. parents to make it to some sort of function every now and then. So basically, you're saying put put more put more emphasis on school, more emphasis on the family in in getting the kids from school. Sh- sure. I mean, more than that, it's putting things in convenient places. Schools are a place that at some level okay. are convenient and make sense. It's intuitive because people have to show up there right. at some point anyway. And you can do things that are beneficial for the youth and beneficial for the parents simultaneously. Like there's a homework diner, which was a hugely successful program that came out of Albuquerque. And there's also maybe like uh, legal support for parents or like behavioral health professionals right. for parents or like even people just help them <coughs> weed through the crazy bureaucracy of uh, social services, right? Right. Um, that's one way that you can actually make a big impact uh, on, like, especially probably like petty crime and stuff like that, which yeah. is what we often talk about. Property, right, right, right. right. Property. Well, that's like. So, I was talking about um, people talk about Albuquerque with with all the crime that we have, mm-hmm. and I was talking about Oklahoma with a friend of mine recently, and they're like, "Oh, well, they, you know," I, I was making a joke about how Oklahoma sucks, you know, because you know. You just do that. You like talk shit about the other states, and they're like, "Oh, well, they don't have the crime that we do." And I go, "Yeah, you're right. I had a friend that lived in Tulsa, and three guys kicked the door into their house and held him and his his roommates at gunpoint and took one of them to the ATM and then used right. a phone to clean out all of their uh, their bank accounts." I was like, "Yeah, you're right. It isn't like here. <laughs> here they steal your U-Haul or your your sure, you know, your, sure. your car. You know, I've never heard of that." And they're like, "Oh, I could hear. I, I bet that would happen in Albuquerque." And I'm like, "I'm I'm sure it could. It could happen anywhere, but I've never heard of it happening there." So Tulsa crazy spot in the world has this really cool program where if you like move there as a satellite worker and like i i need to be double checked on this for sure but there's some sort of employment opportunity where if you as a a remote worker and you move there you get like ten thousand bucks straight up wow and they have all these like really cool incentives to move there and like increase the vibrancy of the city that's like a different gamble than albuquerque should ever made but it make but it's like a really cool you know like here's what other cities are doing how can we also explore our pros and cons and like strengths and weaknesses one aspect of crime in Albuquerque that I think is super important and that wasn't so apparent during the campaign that I think is incredibly like intimate and hard to deal with and uh, no one has the right solution and I respect anyone who has to try and tackle this problem is that a lot of our violent crime is actually like youth-based and there's a lot of mm-hmm. youth-on-youth crime and that's why I think schools are so important and opportunities, extracurriculars are so important um, and I understand I have a very privileged lens on that but... <laughs> I mean, it's it's just true. White privilege, yeah. White privilege, you know. I, I have 
you know, a parent who was able to stay home. Um, and I had incredible experiences and extracurricular opportunities. Nice. Like I was right. in the youth symphony, which cost money for right. sure. And like, Oh yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah. Of what? I was, oh. all, I was all nerd, nerd. That's me. <laughs> but you know, my, my parents made me fundraise for those, you know, for that tuition out of more of like value than necessarily yeah. need. And right. that, that's a, you know, cosmic difference. Someone and, in the chat called, and, called you Morty. And so uh, you were from here then. Uh, you yeah. went to high school, middle school, elementary, yeah, everything? Yeah, I went to high school like six blocks from here. Ooh. I don't know. I oh, can't reveal right. the location of the Bat Cave, but uh, yeah, you can. It used <sighs> yeah. to be on the it used to be on Facebook. So let's uh, let's let's jump to an alternate universe. The election has ended. This is so Rick and Morty. Gus <laughs> Gus Pedrotti has won the election. It's January first. You've been sworn in. January second. You've been sworn in. What's your first order of business? I mean, if it was like twenty. 18 and it was my first order of business like i'm it was fire the police chief and like go on an aggressive wow yeah no i mean like go on an aggressive national search for a new one with like new values and really work on trying to create a culture change in the police department like i take that doj mandate seriously and it's very complicated history and like there's a lot going on there and i i appreciate and respect the nuance of that issue but a culture change to a more understanding and health centered like public health centered idea of policing is important and protect yeah weird order of language there interesting what does (laughs) service mean what does service mean yes Mm. well Mm. you see some some kids that are of color and you take your baton see no i'm just kidding that's that's the attitude that we've had sure and it is interesting that the doj mandate and this is like total facts we are one of the few police departments in the nation that our doj mandate isn't about racial profiling but it's explicitly about excessive use of right. force, mostly oh, yeah. pertaining to behavioral health, which is like yeah. interesting Mental because illness, yeah. right. And that was the whole boy thing you were talking about earlier. Well, it was more than that. Like if you actually went and read the Department of Justice uh, thing, several of the of the people that like everybody thinks that the police shoot shoot people and kill them. No, no, they shoot them with a taser and then leave the taser on till the taser kills them. Right. That's what it said in that. Yeah, I read the the. The synopsis of the article. Sure, I, I believe there are instances of definitely non-lethal uses of force. Uh, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the the department here, uh, the police department here was a uh, um, test ground for actually the the company yes. Taser. Yep. Yeah. And so a non-lethal weapon, like several people right. died from. We have some questionable contract choices to stay the least, and yeah. that culture kind of almost like come like comes into full focus when you realize that we like also host like the nra police shooting championships yeah. and you're like they're like yeah there's nothing inherently wrong about that but man this constellation of variables feels like something we should address um, yeah. so somebody in the chat asked a really it's a question i wanted to ask and i was going to shy away from it because i have uh Prior, uh, okay. Some of the priors, yeah. Priors, I I, I didn't want to come off as like I was attacking this, but this is not from me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what does Gus think about spending money on campaigns like one Albuquerque? Is that a good use of money? Uh, it's it's not as it's not as like new or singular as you might think it is. So like. Every, almost every mayor undergoes a rebrand. So even like yeah. that seal you see, that seal is like super historic and it feels yeah, very yeah. much like Hispanic, uh, like conquistador-esque. 
Um, I think that was a Marty Chavez thing, and that's yeah, worth yeah, yeah. checking me on. So, like, as far as rebrands go, like, I think, like, there's no understating that, like, marketing is important, and cities taking a serious look at marketing and trying to create a mood in a space is, like, important. Um, I wish that one Albuquerque had more physical places for me to be right. and more, yeah. like, tangibles for me to participate in. That's what I was saying, yeah. too. Because well, yeah. I, I don't know if you know about the article that came out last week uh, from KOAT. Where I'm familiar. The 300. Yeah. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if people listening out there. Right. So apparently, and I mean, and, and I've brought this up, and I, you know, and people are like, no, no, that's normal. But, like, $312,000 yes. were spent on just shirts Merch. and Like swag. Yeah, 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 swag. And someone's like, well, no, but that's how much billboards and all that cost. I said, no, 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 not billboards. Just right. shirts and pens right. and swag. Like, but, not the obnoxious right. sign in Civic Plaza. Sure. Like, just w- right. one thing that I brought up when we were discussing it on Facebook is, like, I wish that one Albuquerque was actually making Albuquerque one right meaning why don't we have local artists doing things why don't we they have are, like art it, it, it installations actually, it actually is that yeah i mean well like, but i'm saying like why don't we have more interactive sure. things to bring the community right. together and and so i think the city has a has a natural struggle with cultivating real engagement and that's right. not the fault of this administration it's a structural failure of a history of government yeah. not being connected to a community and like that will forever be one of the right. largest challenges for government to overcome and like it takes both sides coming together and agreeing on what that mm-hmm. means. And right. I, um, like, I, I'm happy to to get into those those criticisms. But like, one Albuquerque does come from a local artist, and like, right. you know, right. one Albuquerque is a message that I think we can all get behind. Um, but like, I, it, I just don't feel like that they've portrayed that message clearly. Yeah, it, it hasn't been good at giving us a space to actualize it. Right. But right. as far as, like, the fact that we all know what one Albuquerque is now, and That's the fact good. that we can talk about it here... I, I, I don't right. think people do. Really? I don't know what, it, well, we, I mean, I don't know what that is. We've seen it. Right. Okay. What so, it is is a hard discussion. So yeah. I, I can kind of... Because I actually, like, started reading that article, mm-hmm. and instead of just going, hey, this is dumb and bullshit, we should throw somebody in jail, I actually went and, like, you know, did, did some research on it. So what it is is one Albuquerque is an initiative... That was uh, created by uh, the I don't I can't remember his title. It's Carlos Chief Contreras, Marketing Officer. Chief Marketing Officer Carlos Contreras, um, and um, so it's all right. And it's like supposed to be like an all encompassing community. So there's an app, so that if if like you um. go on the app and you see a pothole, you can take a photo and say this is where this pothole is, or this is where this thing is broken. And then they get it, and then they go, oh, let's go fix that and clean it up. And it's supposed to be an engaging with the community. And then there's several events that are happening, and you can go through the app and see all that stuff. And, you know, I, I know that because I went and looked it up. Right. I mean, here's the number one problem, though. I didn't know any of that happened. I had I didn't no even idea know what artists were involved was. in it. Yeah. You know, so maybe the problem isn't so much the idea behind it, but the communication, the clear well, communication. you can't just throw a slogan out there and go, there you guys go. <laughs> right. There it it's is. One. I, I mean, like, you're totally right on that. It, it takes clarity and it takes action behind yeah. those words. Um, sure. I mean, because how many of you sure. guys did, knew there was an app? I mean, I didn't. he did. I'm, I'm a nerd. Well, I'm, I'm going to look at it now. So <laughs> yeah. thank you, Tendrick Minimum, for yeah. telling me about now one Albuquerque. Know. Tendrick Minimum, PSA, is sponsored if, by the city of Albuquerque. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah. And it's so the, the app, uh, what I used an app for, um, I, I have big qualms with, like, how the city uses technology as a whole. Yeah. I think we have total like light years to improve on like 
uh, what our website looks and feels like and how we yeah. feel like we can affect change it's and more resources. Com, motherfuckers. <laughs> Check it out. Well, I'm a Squarespace boy, so... <laughs> Just kidding, Wix forever. Like, um, first of like all, WordPress. we're Squarespace yeah, here. Like, come on. Uh, just kidding, Blogspot. Uh, WordPress? No, uh, that's no, too much. It's all I'm called sorry. Angel Fire, <laughs> and uh, it's called GeoCities. Nexus, Lexus, Lycos. But so, so apps, technology, integration, all those things like can improve so yeah. much from the city standpoint. But like, I have I have used the app to like report uh, like needles. They have a needle reporting feature, oh. okay. As well as like, it's not just like show us what you don't like or what's bad, but it also has like services you can mm-hmm. access for you personally. I feel like we're um, doing more work, for, uh, more of the work for them than they. Yeah, do. maybe. Uh, we also like City of Albuquerque has a real time. Uh, bus tracker that's pretty down. Oh yeah, it's great. Oh. I love it. Yeah, so it's, I, like I, I use it. Yeah, but that, that was useful. beyond. That was before this administration. Ever yeah, came yeah. Out. Tbh, though, like watched a kid at a coding camp do it better in three weeks. But, of course like, you did. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like Albuquerque's got a lot of fucking talent, and yeah. I just want to shout out the incredible youth here who are like really grinding to <laughs> yeah. make good things happen. Yeah. Well, shout out to Albuquerque Riot, so though. I've actually been in their main facility where they where they run all of the tracker sure. and all of the the buses, everything. And what you probably think it is and what it looks like is totally two separate things. What it is is downtown where the, the theater is. Across mm-hmm. the street, there's that bus station. Right. Upstairs in a little room that has the most antiquated old-ass shit computers yeah. is where two people basically you know, work you know, keeping the buses on, you know, like, the, oh, shit, this one's down. Can you see? You know, and it's really antiquated and terrible. You, wow. Like, you can't understate like how much city employees as a whole like need better opportunities Absolutely. like right. like we, we focus so much on like the mayor and these like 11th floor positions right. but like there are 6000 people working to make the city run in unbelievable conditions like and it's not like yeah it, like like it's a fine place to work like the the view is great but like the resources aren't incredible right and no. um the the teams are small and there's like so much going on now and we like really could use there's this whole story about how we like tried to balance the budget on the backs of the workers in city hall, which isn't sustainable, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't say we fixed the economy by taking away uh, what we promised. Yeah, someone's pension. Someone's pension. Uh, to city employees and like reduce all of these things that they were promised. Um, but they they do like so much work, so tirelessly, and they really are a heart and soul in this community that I wish we gave better visibility to right. because they could they could answer questions that we don't even know how to ask. Like oh, yeah. one of the cool things about one Albuquerque, and like I'm I'm not the poster child for one Albuquerque. Let's be clear. Like it's it's not. I can't say it's like what I would have done day one. Right. right. But what I do like about it is that it has allowed departments the small inch of differentiating themselves, but being connected. And it it's small, but it, it's an important branding notice. Like. Each department has a different color. Oh. And so when you see a one Albuquerque shirt, yeah. it represents different things. Ah, that's why they're so expensive. Right. There oh. it is. And that's why that's why each department has printed ah. its own thing and why there are all these different budgetary okay. things related to it. I gotcha. And and I hope that gives I hope it gives some like city hall workers an inch. See, nobody knew that until you sure. said that. And and we should respect that inch, and we should say, "Hey, Office of Neighborhood Coordination, right. we're a neighborhood association. How do we use these resources?" Hey, aviation department, you have this really incredible budgetary thing where you're in, like an enterprise budget, which is the separate thing where they make their own money and they do all these cool things and they have all these developments. And we have two airports in Albuquerque that no one knows about, and like, 
why don't we know what questions to ask you? Right. Why can't we right. know your achievements and celebrate and step with right. you? Because yeah. that is one Albuquerque. Right. Um, but but like just to just to circle back to that because like I, there was also like this article that came out about one Albuquerque that I feel like gave it a bad rap. And while there are fair criticisms, a lot of what's going around related to this three hundred thousand dollar dollar mark is not the fair criticism of it. It's what you pointed out, Holly, about engagement right. and communication. Um, but I really think that when we think about transit in these small departments, we need to celebrate the workers more often, which is probably true of any industry. Probably why we should tip our goddamn service workers. Yes. Um, <laughs> because it's people that make these systems move, and yeah. ideas maybe inspire, but it's people every day right. of the week. So working for the federal government, it, it, it's, really, it's really amazing to people who are outside of government to not understand how little communication actually goes between the different things. And it, and it really – like everybody always talks about, oh, well, it's the government that runs slow. Yes, because nobody fucking talks to anybody. Right. No one ever talks to each other. And then like if you do if you do have a pipeline into somewhere, they retire or they move on and go and then you're like, Well shit, who do we talk to over in this area? And so I mean having that, having what he's saying, like if they're if they create like a, a hub where it can flow back and forth. So that, so whenever you're in, in government, then you get these weird positions where they're they're like liaisons. And they're like the people who right. basically their job is is to, to, to take, okay, so what do you want to tell them? Cool. And then they go over here and they're like, okay, they, they want to know like when the bathrooms are going to be done. You know? And, and then you know, the, 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 um, you know, the department that does that is like, well, we're on a timeline here. We've got to go get this done first. And then they're like, okay, well, they're, they're busy. You know? and, yeah. it, and it really is like that. And people don't understand. And it's, I don't, yeah, it's kind of weird to me. Yeah. It, Sometimes it'll be that way. It, but that's how it works because, I mean – Everything is under – so, you, like, say you, you have City Hall. City Hall is full of all these different departments. And I don't know exactly if this is how it works, but I'm, I'm, this is how the federal government works. So one office is up here. One office is over here. Well, these guys answer to this person, and these guys answer to this person. And so then if they're mad at each other, it doesn't fucking matter. Because they're like, oh, I'm mad at you. I'm going to go tell my boss. I don't give a shit. I don't work for him. And that's really how it works. So that that's almost true. Um, so there's this really cool... You can see this nifty organizational chart on the city of Albuquerque's website. Mm-hmm. So if you Google, like... Or, uh, that, that's yeah. more, I was going for the more of the federal. Right, 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 right. But, like, I mean, it's, it's an important thing yeah. to recognize because it's not totally wrong. And the federal government, yeah. I think the president is more separate. I, I don't know. I'm no. not a government expert, oh, no, 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 let's no. be honest. It's, it's all fractured um, all over the place. Yeah, and, like, I also want to, like, be clear... As much as I've learned about the city, like, I am not a trivia master of today's city government. <laughs> oh, no, that's what I read and, like. What? Right here, so oh. you're, you're the go-to oh, knowledge of Albuquerque. Really? <laughs> this is on your Facebook page. Who, who wrote that? That wasn't me. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> oh no. But uh, but so you can look at the org chart for the city, and it's true. There are kind of different bosses, sort of. Like right, you have department directors of every single department. Uh, some of those departments have deputy department directors, and then depending on those departments, they report to different chief blank officers of the right, city. Right. So there is the chief administrative officer, right. there's the chief operating mm-hmm. officer, and those people then report to the mayor. Um, and those roles, and because we we don't have a lot of visibility to how the city works, have changed greatly. So like from Marty Chavez till now, the chief administrative officer has a much different role yeah, and scope. Time too, yeah. yeah. 
and it's it's hard to necessarily keep tabs on those. Like there are positions that don't exist in our city charter. So the city charter right. is the governing governing document of Albuquerque. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and the eleventh floor has the ability. The eleventh floor being the mayor's office. Sorry, like refer to that. Like that's common language. <laughs> there are eleven floors that's in city a, hall. Goes into my next question. Thank you. Put. Yeah, it's where the mayor lives. Um, but like. They, the mayor has the opportunity to make new positions as they see fit. So, like one of the see fit, uh, one of those that is feels like it's a position you know about, but it's called chief of staff. The chief of staff is not something in the city charter, but is a position many people lean oh, on yeah, in yeah. city government. Um, and that changes between every mayor. It depends on the mayor's governing styles. Um, and that's you know one day I, I hope to know about, but who knows. Yeah. You know, yeah, we were, so, so, so my, oh, go ahead. You were talking about recognizing city workers. Yeah. And I have to say, I had a really, really, really good interaction with somebody who works in the courthouse. I don't know if that's necessarily a city worker. I think it's pronounced Quartz House. Quartz, Quartz House. Um, quartz House? So I had a problem, and it, it was the whole thing of like, I didn't know who to ask a question. I had a problem with my divorce. Okay. And I didn't know who to ask a question. I didn't even know if there was anything that could help me with the problem I was having. And I called and this guy sounded so flustered and so busy and seemed like he probably works alone or something. <laughs> like he just seemed so busy. But I said, look, I'm sorry to bother you, but I am so stressed out and I don't know how to, how to do this. And he was so comforting and so sweet and he took the time and so I think sometimes we forget that these people are so busy and they serve us when we call them to help us so- solve problems. But this guy, he knew a question. He gave me an answer to a question I didn't even know I needed to ask. Oh, that and man? It was Tim amazing. Keller. Oh. No, <laughs> I did not call Tim Keller to ask him how to solve my divorce. But Ten Keller minimum. <laughs> Ten Keller minimum. My voting profile. <laughs> that would be so amazing for his re-election if he stole our logo. Tim Keller minimum. <laughs> uh, advice, my my, my question it. is actually, um, so obviously you have all these ideas, these platforms that can be easily like, um, well, I guess for me, because I'm so intelligent to comprehend and be like, this is what my guy is about. Go back to when you're running. Uh, say <laughs> there were people who, you know, just didn't, like, because there's always that campaign idea of like, who would I have a beer with or like oh, who, yeah. who who's oh, more yeah. accessible like who um, you know like who who would I like more Kim Keller or Josh Gus Pedrotti? is there like a difference uh, persona you have to pander to people who don't necessarily know your platform or care to understand um, mm. versus like a somebody who's just like kind of a nerd yeah I mean <laughs> like I, I think You'll have to take this with a grain of salt because I am only myself and do not know all the ways that I am, if that makes sense. Did you like, kiss any babies? I, oh, my God. Somebody made me kiss a baby once and it made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I hope like, you yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they were like, well, I, I, I like that Gus Pedrotti. You know, he was talking about stuff I didn't even understand, but he's the, you know, he he's. Liddy Committee. <laughs> Liddy Committee. <laughs> that, that's what all the committees would be. Um, to be fair, the people that made me kiss their baby were also these, like, super rad, um, like, pro normalizing, like, breastfeeding in public crew that oh. I totally have mad respect for. Oh, okay. And it was Dope. super wild. I was like, I will only do this thing that I'm uncomfortable for because you all are doing such awesome work to normalize something that should be so natural. Yeah. Um, I do want a beer. I'd love that. That's definitely... Or you ever, like, just kind of like, eh, well, of course, 
the thing is, my platform is I'm going back to the old ways, kind Ooh. of. <laughs> so um, I'm going to ask this question, and then we're going to tease a question. How much do you – this is from uh, Chris Fortson, who's really like he's, – he, he's a big supporter of yours. He really liked your platform, he said. Appreciate that. Thank you, Chris. So he said, how much do you think your age played in as a factor of you losing? Tons. Um, and, like, that's not to say that it was the only variable, but, like, obviously tons. It's yeah. the first thing. Like, I like. let's be honest. I don't even, like, look old for my age. Um, <laughs> this is, like, probably seven months of stubble growth. You, you look like you're on Bob's Burgers. You're, like, one of the kids yeah. on Bob's Burgers. Actually, I mean. when you came into Press Club, I did cardio. Yeah, yeah, Because fine. I was like, there's right. no way. They're yeah. like, why did you just card Gus Pedrotti? Hey, I'm, since, okay, so this is sidebar. <laughs> I had such a positive experience at Press Club that night that I have since become a member. Ooh. Um, and they still card me. Just kidding. Uh. Uh, <laughs> but, like, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, so now we're going to tease a question because sure. we're at the end of the first hour. And uh, everybody in the chat's, like, bringing this up. And I'm like, I-, I was getting there. Do you think I was going to fucking ask this question? So we're going to tease what Gus thinks about the art project oh, for the second hour. Oh, my God. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Everybody's gosh. like, are you going to ask about the art project? Yes, I'm going to fucking ask about the art project. Of course I'm going to. Uh, so, uh, And now Gus is just not going to come back. He's gonna, yeah, he'll come back. Y'all. Gus has left. He uh, <laughs> threw a beer in our face, destroyed part of our equipment, and walked out the door. He's fucking pissed. He said, fuck you and fuck you. You're um, cool. He you're points cool. to me. <laughs> you're cool. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, so, Billy, what do you got coming up if for uh, your band? Uh, I have a show October 5th. I have... Actually, Gus, you should promote your fucking That's band. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. Okay, so um, so October 5th, we have a show, I think the 25th of September, this end of this month. Uh, please buy the new record. Oh, yeah. yeah. October 5th, you have a show? Yes. That's At, uh, the Dialogue, dialogue three-year anniversary. Three anniversary. Happy birthday, Dialogue. You're great. Thank you for... And if you guys go to that show, you can drink our beer. It's Tendrick delicious. Minimum, just Tendrick had it. Minimum brown. Oh, did you like it? I really did. Billy yeah. and I helped make it. So delicious. Our blood and our sweat and our tears are in there. It's extra Literally. spicy. Literally, just just sweat. I'm all, I'm all. I'm all. More sweat, Billy. More sweat. And he's just wringing his shirt off in it. <laughs> you know. I'm just kidding. No, but it was. You know, I, I, I the beer is really great. Also, I have the Night of Living cover bands, which is actually announced the lineup of October 25th. Um, My it's, favorite night of the year. And okay. so we play the 25th, which with with Bellama as In Excess and yes. as Black Tie as U2. So Ooh. it's my pretty much my last show here in New Mexico. Don't don't talk about that. Maybe right now. I'm start maybe crying. maybe <laughs> maybe who knows? We don't know. We don't know the answer. We all that. start crying every time he brings it up. It's. Okay. Some say love. No, don't. Do not. <laughs> do not do it. <laughs> no, stop. Uh, I do want to say that uh, Smiley is not here, and uh, he he's in the chat, actually. He's going to take a hiatus for a couple weeks, and uh, all of our love goes out to him. So um, he, We love you, James. Yeah. Love you, James. Yes, you, James. Uh, Holly, I know you've got some stuff coming up. I have so many things coming up. Uh, I'm very busy. Very busy lady. Not really. Um... I have every Monday, so tomorrow, at Inside Out, we have me and Royal's Idiot Revolution. Which has really taken off. It's really taking off. It's really a fun time. Uh, it gets crazy. It confuses people. Nuggets. The, uh, there were chicken nuggets last week. 
so many chicken nuggets. I think we had a total of 140 chicken nuggets. We had a nugget nuggets. party, dog. We had a nugget party. Um, I'm not going to guarantee that there's going to be nuggets this week, but there might be. Well, the nuggets are for the nuggets, though. Yeah. we lo- Yeah. Um, and then on September 22nd at Kiva Auditorium at 7.30 p.m., I am roasting Mayor Tim Keller and Albuquerque as a whole. Uh and I am nervous. Um, Is it like a chili roast or no? I wish that would probably <laughs> smell better. Do, do you not? Uh, do you not smell like chili? I do not. Chili. I should just go and like stand next to a chili roaster right before it. If if I get Axe body spray to make you a chili scent, would you I wear would, it? I would wear it. Green or red? Just kidding. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> those things like deep panda concessions. Like I'm a staunch green chili eater. Oh, would you smell like it then? <laughs> I will eat any kind of chili. Well, and I could smell it too. They've been burning them over there, you know, what do you oh, know, yeah. you know roasting oh, them. Roasting yeah, them. right there. Um, the right connection, there. dude. <laughs> um, and also, um, keep an eye out for a really weird photo shoot. Well, not weird. It. I sat in a bathtub today for Hollow Spirits, so. Oh. Uh, what? Another one? Yeah. <laughs> Another this I, one oranges. No, we did not do any citrus fruits today. Oh. Uh, I just had Apples? bubbles and whiskey. Oh, okay. I had Toy Story apple bubble bath. Oh, okay. And a special edition whiskey. So, you know, you can get those pictures for your kids later on. <laughs> I'm mostly blurry in them. Oh, so. Okay. Gus, you have a band that actually plays. You guys played last night. Do you guys have any shows coming up? What's the name of the band, by the way? That's, uh, that's true. Uh, I play in a really nifty band called Pawn Shop Poster Boys. <laughs> I love the name. Thanks. I don't know what it means. Um, <laughs> but I'm really lucky to get to play with them. They're all super talented and a lot of fun. I uh, I don't know what our next show is. We've been playing a lot recently. You've probably maybe heard us on accident. Um, <laughs> I'm going to open up this group me and see if I have a date. But if we want to... Rabalon. We play ska. It's that genre that's bad. I love ska. I love Don't ska. lie to me. No, I really no, do. No, I was into ska back in high school. And it's no interesting lie. to have like a youngin being like, oh yeah, ska brings ska my back. Fourth wave ska. So I went to the Tony Hawk thing last night with, with one song in mind. And then our friend Gracie's like, let's go to Anodyne for a drink. Which means like three drinks. I get back and they're like, oh man, they just played that Superman song from Tony Hawk. And I was like, that's the one I wanted to hear! Uh, we did play that one. It's true. It's a good one. So let it be known that Chris totally ditched our set and it's fine. <laughs> oh. I'm just asshole. kidding. Chris does that sometimes. Yeah, he was so sad about uh, <laughs> my intimidating Tony Hawk skills that he couldn't watch me play. Uh. So we played five times. He won one out of five. Three, one of three. That's uh, <laughs> it's on now. We're gonna have thirty-three percent. We're gonna do a thing live on the internet where we play against uh, Tony oh, Hawk Three. I'm it's so down. Be, it's gonna be like pay per view. Watch yeah, it. It's gonna be demoralizing for Chris. Honestly, I'm not oh. sure he's gonna recover. Before I forget, <laughs> Ask him, how, how destructive am I? At Tony you are really good at Tony Hawk. Okay, before I forget, funny yeah. story from last night. Hamster. And I were oh, out yeah, on yeah. a date night last night, and we ran. As soon as he heard there was a Tony Hawk themed birthday, he was like, uh, "I was like, do go. you want to go to that? I don't know if that's like a date thing." And right. he was like, um, "Are you the best girlfriend ever? You're saying that we can go to a party with Tony Hawk?" So he played Chris at Tony Hawk, and I go downstairs to watch the bands, and Amanda Michonne was there. Yeah. When we're talking, and she, I was like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's playing Chris upstairs. And she points to the wall, and they had it projected yeah. on the wall. And uh, Hamster lost to Chris, and he comes down, and he's telling it. And Amanda just points 
at the projector thing. She's like, yeah, we saw it. Scoreboard. <laughs> Scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, he, uh, it was, yeah. It was a bad loss Chris is destroying the world. <laughs> yeah, I was trying. Uh, so September 29th, we have a live show at uh, Safe House Distilling mm. at 1 p.m. So if you want to come out and see us live, um, you can. Or you can just watch live on the internet like everyone else. <laughs> what what accent was that? I don't know. That's okay. Chris's Who knows? weird creepy accent. Weird creepy accent. I'm a hello, guests. Um, <laughs> hello. So you can check out our show at tindrickminimum.com. We also pretty much broadcast live on Sunday nights from facebook.com forward slash tindrink. Um, all of our social media is on our website, tinderingminimum.com. What is your Instagram? Uh, Hollybirdbyrd comedy. Yeah. Do you want to give out anything like that? You don't have to. Uh, I don't really do Insta, but mm. the plug that I would have that's relevant to the first half of this thing is um, there's this thing called Quirks that's pretty cool, and we talk about how like it's so hard to ask and answer questions about how the city works. It's the exact thing we're trying to solve. It's how do we create small groups of people, yeah. strangers, that work to learn more about how the city works so that they become more empowered and effective at creating the change they're interested in. So you can find that on Instagram at Quirks, Q-W-O-R-K-S, like Q-Works, but never say it like that. It's ridiculous. Q-Works. Dot A-B-Q. Q-Works. That was the third Qbert arcade game, Q-Works. Wow. I want to thank you guys for watching. We'll be back. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll be back for the wavy hour with... Gus Pedrotti. Um We're shotgunning Takate after this. Oh, God. Nice. I'm good uh, at shotguns. There you go. I've just uh, committed everyone to that. We're <laughs> definitely drinking during the show. You should be drinking as well. But always remember never, never get, get too drunk to jerk 10 drink minimum.com. Switch off, 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 switch off
hearts of souls by a subject steal your thought Don't you come this way What's the use of fire if you can But I see for all to climb My fate was not the same as every, everyone is
Gus Pedrotti. Cheers. For people that don't know, people that are outside of the uh, the Blessed Union of uh, New Mexico, uh, Gus Pedrotti is one. I don't know if you're the youngest. Were you the youngest person ever run for mayor? Uh, maybe the one youngest one to make it on the ballot, but there are a few people who are attempting uh, who are younger than me during okay. the like the pre-ballot period. In the last, wow. in the last mayoral, mayoral uh, election you ran and you were 22 years old, you weren't even graduated from college yet. Correct. That was almost cost me a degree. <laughs> really? That's wild, yeah. Wow. So a lot of people are wondering, like, what, what has happened since the election? You've, sure. you, you got your degree. You've went on to uh, major success at a financial firm down to... Oh, no, wait. You work <laughs> I at, was like, what? You work at, you work at Marble Brewing. Sure. Is that right? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I, I work at Marble. Um, I've had a few other jobs. I think I turned in 10 uh, W-2s in 2018. Oh, Jesus. So a lot of fun jobs. I, What's, I, uh, what, you got, what kind of, of jobs? I mean, everywhere from coffee shops, breweries, Disney movies. Um, it was wild. I, my transmission broke down in my car, and I was like, how do you make money quick in Albuquerque? Yeah. Movie industry. Oh, wow. Um, what did you do, yeah. background work? Or? Uh, I got to relive my high school high school glory days and be in a marching band. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh. I'm a nerd. What movie? Uh, it's not out yet. Oh. I don't know how much I can say. Disney will probably hunt me down if I right. say anything too much. <laughs> That's so cool, um, but it, It's Fern Gully 3? Yeah. Is there a 2? Chris, stop! Down. No, it's, it's High School Musical 3. Oh, Four. 16? Right. 16, yeah. 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 Come on. I was uh, a band nerd, Really? What did you play? Yes. Well, marching season, yeah? I was color guard. So you played oboe? Flag. My bit like in concert band season. No, she was uh, I, flag. I was color guard. She, pretty did, much. she did that during a well, concert season. season. Concert I don't know if, don't season. Know if it's. Yeah, a, just I just waved the flag. I don't flag. know if it's a pejorative thing to say, but yeah, she was color guard. She held the flag. She didn't really yeah. play it anything. Color guard's not pejorative. It was great. It was fun. I respect. It color brought guard. ladies together. Um, and then <laughs> uh, I sang in jazz band, and I attempted to be a flautist. Flautist, there it is. And here's the thing. Okay, so obviously you're like super busy with the campaign sure. and just your own like, ideas and just trying to make the world a better place. What do you do in your free- what was do you, did you drink during that time? Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, like one of my biggest tenets was like run as you are. Uh, if a campaign has to change who you are or if you have to angle, you're in the wrong thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Um, what are you trying to say? I don't know, Chris. Gosh, maybe if I hit this ten drink minimum. No, I mean like obviously there's posturing in politics. Everyone knows that. Oh, like yeah, everyone's yeah. like, look at me, relatable everywhere I go, and like that's not true. Um, and our, as communities, we should be able to call that out faster. Like, how much do you actually participate in the arts? Yeah. How much do you engage in these communities that you claim are important? And if you claim they're important without engaging in them. How do you internalize their importance and rationalize your disengagement? What? Larger conversation. To your point, though, mm-hmm. what the hell did I do? Yeah, I drank. One time I got in this rowdy conversation at Sister Bar at like 1.30 in the morning about gun control. Fuck yeah. Not good. Oh. Not good. 
I was really upset about that one because gun control at a city level, like from purely a city level standpoint, is really nuanced because you have all these other laws that tack onto yeah. it and this hierarchy of laws, yeah, and it's like that over over the supersede right. And like I was I was pretty lit as one might be on a Saturday night at Sister Bar because like guess what? That's who I am. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yes, I tried yes. to find thirty minutes because this is when Rick and Morty season two was happening. Like I'm I'm that kid. I tried to watch Rick and Morty. Well, we're that people too so yeah well and, and it's funny you say that about like certain people have certain expectations they're like oh i saw such and such out <coughs> oh sorry they're like i saw such and such out i had a friend that was like a um, a high school football coach and when we were in college i mean we you know we threw it down so then i went to go visit him and we couldn't go to the local like he lived in a, he was a football coach in a small town and we couldn't go to the local bar because he can't be seen there because he's a teacher that's and ridiculous. I'm like that's so dumb. And, and that I mean, like that's why stigmas are so shitty in the first place, right? Like I know teachers actively who are always afraid to get turned in public. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I, I've met teachers who, even though they are willing to get turned in public once they are inebriated, <laughs> like break down in tears and think they're being shamed or are worried about their idea, like their their um, presentation or, or existence as a teacher is creating judgment from those around them. Like, we live in a super judgy culture, yeah. and, and we need to break the, that down. with social media. It's like, yeah. check out yeah. my teacher right now. It's super hella lit. Let right. me just say this. I have a three-year-old in my house, and uh, you know what? I want her teachers to be real fucking humans. Yes, Holly. They want to yes, do, yes. do smack. That's their deal, man. I mean, maybe not that far. Chris. Also, that's true. It's their <laughs> fucking Chris. deal. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I think there's value in... It, kids seeing their teachers being real Human, fucking yeah. humans yeah. because otherwise they you know here's the deal i'm the type of stepmom that just cusses all the time i drink obviously uh, not to excess when i'm taking care of the three-year-old just by the way not in the car yeah <laughs> i don't drink and oh drive while i have the three-year-old <laughs> coming out of my nose <laughs> but you know, it's like also just to be real as a real parenting person, like if you have this perfect person, <laughs> seemingly perfect human being taking care of your kids all day, you know what that kid is going to think of me? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to think I am such a shit show, which I am. That's fair, but I don't want her to think that. And, and that's like a broader conversation that's really <laughs> important is like, how do you, especially in like today's culture of like, and I don't say this as a negative way, but like we live in a call out culture. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, and and the far end of that spectrum is a cancel culture. And it's really important to be able to call out the people you care about. Yeah. And it's yeah. really important to be able to criticize the people you love and the people close to you and criticize openly and then still fervently care for them. Yes, absolutely. Because like the the side of the spectrum that doesn't care for those people that you get to call out is called incarceration incarceration, which is right. bad. Yeah. And like is part of what we're trying to break down in society today. Right. And like we need to find as communities better pathways to understanding to atonement and maybe depending on the situation ultimately forgiveness because yeah. like if you don't live those tenets in your life you you can't grow and you can't confidently i i don't think because i believe i'm a transgressor and like we've all messed up in big ways in all of our Absolutely. lives like how are you supposed to go on yeah someone said right. in the chat why is it okay to see an off-duty police officer out having fun and drinking yeah etc but it's weird for a teacher or a politician right. exactly Double standards. Well, also, I, again, I have a three-year-old in my house, and the teachers and daycare workers need drinks. Oh, shit, yeah. So much drink. Buy them a not drink. At work, not at work. Not at work. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah. please don't drink while you take care of Danny, for the love of God. But please, like, 
understand that these people have a hard job totally. that they're not paid well for. No. And they are raising the future of our country. And you know what? If they want to get turned at Sister Bar on a Monday, who gives a shit? Right. Here to support teachers. Shouts well, out. And uh, I had a... It's funny because, like, we live in a weird culture. And, 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 and you, we have a call it culture. I agree with that. But you also have to... If someone calls you out and they're wrong, you should be able to fucking turn around and be like, you know what? Here's why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I've done that. Like, it's funny because, like, uh, every once in a while, I go, I, I go to work really early in the morning. And I'll go out during the week because, like, my friends are playing in a band or there's an art show or there's something going on. And one day I called in sick because it was like the first day of like allergy season, and the juniper bush decided to try sure. to kill me. Right. So I would lay in bed. So next day I come into work and somebody goes, "Oh, you didn't come into work yesterday? Did you drink too much the night before?" And I fucking went off. And I said, first of all, I was actually sick. Second of all, if I'm man enough to go out drinking, I'm man enough to get up in the morning and go to work. You know, because that's how I am. And I, if I have a hangover, that's on me. I come in and I still do the work, and they were right. like, "Oh, you've been you've been hungover at work," and I'm like, "Several times, didn't even know it, did you?" That's because right. I'm a professional. I mean, Damn. you know, I get a lot of people who judge me, and we we've seen it in the chat. Like, oh yeah, uh, you know, we get people who are like, "Who would allow their daughter to be around this like fuck up stand up comedian?" You know what? Sometimes I do fuck up, yeah. but I own it by talking about it in a microphone on Damn stage. Straight. Totally, and that's a. You know, it's a valid life choice. Right. And <laughs> Stu Albert. <laughs> Stu Albert. It's, it's so brave to admit how you were wrong and admit how you've grown. Yeah. And, like, I want more of that and not less in communities right. every oh, yeah. single day of the week. So talking about just the community here in Albuquerque, is there, like, um, a difference between, like, local communities versus, say, the national scene of, as far as politics go? Oh, jeez. Mm. That's a... That's a... Well... That that's yeah. I mean, like that's a really interesting question, and I I appreciate you think that I'm at all qualified, qualified to yeah. answer that question. Um, from a gut reaction, there, there's definitely analogs to how it's similar mm-hmm. as far as blind spots in the media, right? Like more than anything, we exist in our own vacuums today. So, like whatever the national reality is, we live in an algorithm of our own wants and needs. Well, and apparently on the national level, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You just say it's a lie. True. People bring it well, up. And, I mean, yeah. that's just what you do. And it, in the, the case, right, especially in, uh, in the progressive audience of our listeners, that's very salient at the national level. But, like, I'm not so certain that it hasn't been the case at every other level of politics right. at almost every other time in history. And, like, it feels so egregious and transparent now. Like, it's obscene. Like, yeah. every day you're like, I think the world's ending and I might be having a heart attack or maybe it's just yeah. my anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I, like when, when especially coming back to that issue of disempowerment and this, this level of, of honestly ignorance about the city and like myself included for how much I've tried to study the city, like myself included when it comes to ignorance about how this place works, like we, we don't know. So how could we know? Right. Like right. you don't know what you don't know. And like, when things happen, it's... Are you quoting Donald Rumsfeld? Is that... Like, come on, man. It's like being like, dude, the ties that... The ties that bind are stronger than the ties that... Der- bridges that burn. There are known know. unknowns like, and known yeah. knowns. Those, those are just like... There's nothing to fear say. but fear itself. Oh, my God. That one's actually quotable. Uh, <laughs> the other ones are, are to history. Yeah. But, like... So, as far as, like, tribalism exists everywhere. Yes. Absolutely. In-group, out-group psychology is something that's been scientifically proven time and time again. 
Does Albuquerque have that? Of course. How it's defined is interesting. And I think this is like my biggest thing I'm super stoked on is the chance that we get to redraw our city council district lines coming up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the census. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah. Everyone fill out the goddamn census. It's super important and like really worth it. Yeah. Don't pull your gun on them when they come to the door to ask how many people live in your house. 100%. And then get everyone in the house to fill out the census. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Honestly. Um, but, Ray. but after we have that census, we get to redraw lines. And that's really important because if you, first of all, if you don't know your city council district, you should. Second of all, look at where the lines are and ask if that actually feels like how you experience home. Yeah. Yep. And then start talking with people about their experiences of home. Because I live at the intersection of three council districts. I live oh, at the wow. intersections of two, six, and seven. What, what part of town do you live in? Knob Hill area. Okay. Um, exactly what you'd expect. Uh, <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, dude, so, you, so, you, so you live up the hill? I see. Mm. It's, it's, I, it's Knob Hill. I don't, I don't know if you listen to the show very much. We're all about tribalism. Like, we, like it's really weird. Like, And I'm not just making that up. We are. Like It's yeah. really a big thing on this show. We never call it that. But it's really funny. No, it's called civic pride, Chris. We no, no, love, no, no. we love downtown. Oh, so, we so we talk about downtown, and then like Billy and I, like we used to have an intro to this show that was like, "You're listening to ten, uh, from from deep in the heart of uh, Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara neighborhood." Martina's down the Santa Barbara, you know, and it was like yeah, yeah. really into that. And then like whenever the show was downtown, from deep in the heart of from the muddy banks of the Rio, 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 Rio Grande River, you're listening to you know, and it, it was really it's like really like regionalizing and it's interesting to me how often you run into someone who's from albuquerque grew up in albuquerque lived in albuquerque and they're like so where do you live at and i'll go well i live in the uh the santa barbara neighborhood of martinez town and they're like what What? (laughs) i just want to make that noise on the show do it as much as you want uh they always make fun of me speaking of tribalism because she lives in the heights guys she's not a person i mean you know you're disgusting first of all it's not my fault sorry guys okay sorry kendrick nation my best friend who sacrificed so much at the beginning of my comedy like like satanic sacrifice yes uh we had pentagrams and all kinds of stuff it was great um, 16 goats. She works in the Northeast Heights, and I, you know, we lived downtown for a while when I worked at Press Club, and I had a two-minute commute, and she had to drive forever, so we made a compromise. And also, she has to get up at 5 in the morning, and I never do. So, you know, I know it's disgusting, and but also my... You never wake up? Not at 5 a.m. Hell no. Is this this the Matrix? (laughs) Uh, And then also, I have two swimming pools in my apartment. Oh, jeez. Which is Wow. Wow. That's that's total (laughs) heights mentality. Uh, I have two fucking swimming pools. I do. Because we're wealthy. No, we're not wealthy. Rewind to 2017. Running from air. Somebody's like, are you aware there are two (laughs) swimming pools in a single apartment complex? I'd be like... No. No. <laughs> Literally impossible. I'm this sorry, is in Phoenix. Not impossible. It's what? amazing. And a hot tub. And hypothetically, if I were there, it's like, Billy, did you know about this? Like, Gus, I'll get on that right away. I'll, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check her facts, actually. So before the chat explodes, <laughs> how do you, how do you feel about the art project? Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. We were, we were, um, so, so first of all, fell the census. Check out your lines. It's crazy. It looks gerrymandered as hell. Oh, we totally. Um, and then art project. Look, like, all of us were super critical about the art project. There are some really cool groups in town that people don't know about. Like, um, the city of Albuquerque gets its data from a lot of different places. And, like, we don't have any place. The scooters, apparently. Oh, spin. Is it spin? Spin, 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 yes. 
city does our bikes. So for some reason, Lime didn't come here. Rip. Um, but, uh, so there's this group in town that I really respect called the Mid-Region Council of Governments. Ooh, sounds yeah. ominous. It's called, uh, you can just call it Mr. Cog. And they do really incredible data work. And it's like a whole bunch of city nerds who really care. And art is a total Charlie Foxtrot of everything what not to do about community engagement and communicating plans it, in the city. It's the definition of the word boondoggle. Sure, that's probably true. And it's crazy to think that, like... Okay, can I stop you? Can I ask what a Charlie Foxtrot is and a boondoggle is? Clusterfuck. 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 Okay, thank you. A a boondoggle is usually used for uh, a government, like, project. It's like a money pit. A money pit. Like, it was, like, a good idea, maybe, but then it just just turned into just fucking, you know, absolute chaos and just a waste and, you know... My vocabulary just grew. I like it. Plus one word. I'm hearing all these words. Sure, I don't sure. know what they are. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> Definitions are important. Um, so, so like, first of all, like, learning how, like, how many people like thought or think about issues in the city is important because it's not just like some magical person that you elect that like it gets imbued with all the information. Like, the structure around how we learn things is super cool. Uh, arts, arts, a tragedy. No one, no one really has to beat around that bush. And, um, and I don't think they're going to fix it to where it's... I mean, they're, they're going to fix it, but it's not going to be right. So, it's not going to be what right. they want. And here's, like, the hard reason for, like... Boom it's dollar. hard for me to talk about art because two years ago, we all had an idea about how we'd renovate art. I had pretty explicit and clear ideas about, like, what I thought we could do with that... With the platforms and the system. Uh, art has always been a three-stage plan that tries to connect more north and south lines. But for some reason, the first line we made was the east-west on the 66, which has the most transit lines to begin with, which is right. weird. But, like, why I feel uncomfortable talking about art today is because I'm sure there are so many variables that have been revealed that since we no ran. Idea, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, seriously, like, I don't know. And I... Mary Berry's like, bah, 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 what am I doing? What's My heart it's goes out to anyone who has to deal with that issue right now because... It is hard, and I what yeah. I really hope is that I hope it doesn't degrade the trust the community has in public work projects going forward. Because oh, I'm sure it as, will. I'm sure it will too. But like as and as traumatic as it is, I hope we hold on to the things that changed our lives as community members that were public works projects. So when I think of that growing right. up in the city, I think about Highland Pool, oh. I think about Elena Gagos mm-hmm. trails and mountain biking. And sure, yeah. more than anything else, I think about our, our bioparks. And, like, this sounds super corny, and, like, this might just be because I'm, like, this much of a city nerd, but, like, thinking about the biopark almost brings me to tears when I'm this many drinks in. Because it's a place I went every year on school field trips. Yes. Oh, yeah, and every year, depending on my education, there was somebody else educating me at the next level yes. of biology or zoology mm-hmm. or whatever ology I was studying at the time. Studying. Um... And I, I was inspired. That's and like, what ology means. Yeah. Study up. Oh, it's true. Facts. <laughs> Chris with the definitions. <laughs> Big facts. And like, I can't... Somebody growing up and having a place that's exciting, fun, educational. Yes. We have concerts there. Like, And our zoo is a top ten zoo in the United States. It's like, amazing. It's exactly. such a pride place. I saw Lisa Loeb there. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Fucking great. Jesus Christ. Oh, Sorry. man. You know, Open I, a book. When you say that... <laughs> <laughs> so our three-year-old loves bugs. Okay, mm-hmm. she loves bugs, <laughs> and there are not very many places that she can safely explore sure. scary bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took her to the Bugorium. Oh yes! man! And she was in heaven, like mm-hmm. just looking at all the bugs. There was a guy there that pulled out these beetles that looked like chrome, and she could hold Chromed them. Out, check my teeth. <laughs> That's my new band, amazing. Chrome Beetles. Chrome Beetles. It's a thing. They're shiny and adorable. 
But he was so patient with her and let her pet things and touch a tarantula and all these things. And it is so affordable. Totally. Also. Yeah. Yes. And, like, there are all these cool community activities surrounding it, too, right? Like, Run for the Zoo is something we all know. And it yes. is a direct fundraiser to help support these programs. And, like, when I, like, notably, also the zoo is one of the top tourism destinations in our entire state. So, like, yes. when you see, right. like, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, like, Meow Wolf advertising, think of how many ads you've seen for the biopark. None. None. And realize that it is one of the biggest bread bringers yes. and, like, attractions that our city yeah. offers. And, like, you like you should be stoked on that. I'm like, so sore about that. I, 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 I'm really sore on Run for the Zoo because... Um, I you passed, had to run three miles? No, no, but oh. because we were at a party. Oh, this is amazing. So we were How at a party. know this story? You were fucking so wasted. Because I don't remember it. You told me everything about it. Oh, gosh. And can, so I tell, can I tell it? Can you please tell okay. it? Okay. So we, we partied the night before the run for the zoo. Had no idea that the run for the zoo was the next day. So we're at our friend's house, and it is like 6 a.m. And we, we go walk outside, and it's light outside, and, and then they're like saying goodbye to us, and we're trying to figure out how we're going to get home. I walk over to the neighbor's lawn and throw up. Like, not even hide. I don't go to the bush. I just stand in the front lawn. Just blah. So they're probably like, Oh my God! There's one of them gonna vomit the yard. Oh God! <laughs> so then I grab Billy, and we start walking home. We're like, we're gonna walk home because you know we didn't have that much money back then. So all of a sudden we're walking home, and we just run right into the front for this. <laughs> it's like, I mean, great. I guess I things I don't remember. Is I fall into a plant. Yes, and the officers yes. were there. It's like, and they're like, and they're like, uh, is he okay? And I go. Nah, he's pretty wasted, but and, and I'm like, but I'm getting us an Uber home, and so we're we're gonna I'm getting him out of here, and they're and and at that point they're like, all right, and finally like I I call an Uber and I just bite the bullet, they come and they pick us up, and I mean they were probably just like, I, that's why I have like a four point eight nine rating, that's probably why because they were probably like, oh Jesus, you know you guys one smells like vomit, the other smells like booze, jeez. So it was basically the the personnel for the run for the zoo. And they're like, like running by us all health conscious. <laughs> and I was past. I, I fell into a bush. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and then he like laid down on the sidewalk. Oh my god! While okay. people are running by. Oh my gosh! Yeah. God bless the run for the zoo. Maybe because we God should bless. start running for run for the because zoo. Because if the, honestly, if because the, you guys did that to them. The, yeah, if, if the run for the zoo wasn't there. We would have been wa- we walked home yeah. and we probably got arrested probably by the actual arrested. cops. Yeah, yeah actual so run cops. for the zoo saved your life. Well, yeah. the cops were so busy with the run for the zoo they couldn't arrest us. Sure. Yeah, is really what happened. Right. So what um, you're saying is run for the zoo is magical as is the bike. It, it, it is agreed. <laughs> so I want to talk about art a little bit and I want to see you know because I mean it's easy to sit on the outside and say things and it's easy to like come up with yeah. ideas. So my thing with the art was is I, I was a big I was a big proponent for it. And, uh, and one of the things when people would run for mayor, I would always look to see what if they had any platform that had to do with public transportation. Sure. And they, I would get really, ask Billy. I'd get really mad. I'd be like, what the fuck? I so, love the bus. Actually, Chris and I love the bus. Yeah. And my thing was is when they came out with the art idea, I was not happy with it, but I was like happy with it. I was like, well, okay, great. We're going to run a bus line along the same place where we have a bus line. You know? And I'm like... I don't think – I mean, I like the idea of the art, and I like the idea that it was like every 15 minutes and it was going to be like electric and all that. Sounds great. 
But what our city really needs is transportation from the outside of the city into the city. And yes. a light rail. Like the, and, and, like, I don't even – and I'm not a you know city planner, but, like, my thing would be something that goes all the way around the outside and can get you to a bus that can get you to the inside. Sure. And, like, what, what that's colloquially called in, like, transit planning stuff is, is the last mile, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get better transit from, like, yeah. those destinations that take another mile to get to the public transit that's already existing? Sure, sure. And there is there's this infinite idea of a last mile that makes it very hard for people to want to talk about because, like – at some point, the last mile for Albuquerque becomes like, all right, how are you connecting like super distal places, like not just like Bernalillo, but like is right. Algodonas a last yeah. mile? Yeah, I don't know. True. Like, is is it not just Cardwell, but Tejeras and then Cedar Crest a last I lived mile? In a I mean, let's not get crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Are, yeah, yeah, me too. What was that like? I am a <laughs> bus traveler, and all I say, all I'm saying is, I. F- I was so for arts. And I'm actually still for it. With the infrastructure sure. that's still here now, right. I would yeah. love something to happen with it. And I, I think it's okay for us to talk about the pros of art too, right? Like, first of all, having a bus system that makes sense, that it's on a consistent schedule with high visibility yeah. is, is literally things yeah. that people market their entire cities on. Like, yes. have you ever seen an advertisement about New York related to the subway system? Because I have. Yeah. Like, the New York subway is iconic, and, like, that subway is, like, a miracle unto itself. But, yeah. like... You you can fathom that we have transit lines that we get to market too. So yeah. could one Albuquerque as a marketing campaign with the color that relates to the transit department also maybe market cool routes? Sure. Like how do we use the routes that connect our city to also market ourselves and the cool things to right. do? Someone said the rail runner. I, hey, I, uh... wait, wait, wait. Like I want to jump on that. Homeboy saying the rail runner, you're a real one because the rail runner is really smart and the rail yeah. runner. So original, great. yeah. The, the original intention of the rail runner would have been incredible because the original idea was to connect El Paso slash Juarez right, right, right. to Denver, yes. and then seeing if other states were interested in cooperating further north. Sure, like having an interstate rail like that—that's accessible and affordable. That's a great idea. It's very European. Sure. The problem was is that we had a governor who was terming out, and then we had a candidate running against that or running explicitly against the rail runner as another boondoggle and a croniest public project. Which it's not. Which it's not. Well, I I actually don't know the history well enough to say that, but, like, I believe it's not. It it, it loses a lot of money. Sure. But also, like, hard to tease that out because when you also cut services down to a point where it doesn't make sense to use the rail runner, how am I supposed to make that choice? Mm -hmm. Like, if it doesn't run at prime times or enough times, yeah. I'm right. not going to choose it. I was really hoping that it would go all the way to Las Vegas because yeah. yeah. I have family there. Yeah. Well, it would have been great. I love the Rail Runner. I, 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 have, I have some definite like ideas for the Rail Runner. Right. I mean, if we're going to go off on that one, I mean, sure. we, could, we could really literally go off on all kinds of shit. Yeah, for sure. My thing with the Rail Runner is, is like, is it, it's, it's really big for people who are, are uh, um, commuting. Commuting. Yeah. commuting. So when you go to get on the Rail Runner, if you're commuting in the morning, you can't tell me that if someone was riding a cart up and down the aisle selling coffee and like danishes and all that shit, you would not buy that shit every once in a while. Hey, that's true. And I mean, if you want to recoup some of that money, I mean, there's no advertisements inside that thing whatsoever. There's no TVs in there running advertisements whatsoever. I mean, it, it can make money. Right. But I don't feel like they're putting right. that effort into it. And also cool for just like, yeah, like totally agree with that. Incredible to think that we haven't done those things. Um, like, really wow. But also, <laughs> Rail Runner does cool things that people don't know about. Like, there's Shakespeare on the rail. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah like super fun. Yeah, you can see performances while you ride. And now the Rail Runner has fucking Wi-Fi. Good. Yes. What? 
I, so sick. You I know think what? They, we should have comedy on the rail they runner. Should. They should also do a, a joke? They should do a booze no. trip. <laughs> they should do a booze trip. They should. Wow. And I mean, like, I I hope public spaces get more flexible and fun like that. I mean, you you had brought up this rate of change, Chris, earlier, and this idea of like slow moving government. You had yeah. attributed to a lack of communication, and like it, it is totally though. Sure, and like, and I think there are some other like philosophical points people would argue about, like whatever it could okay. do if it oh, moved faster. They're saying there are ads in there now. Good. Okay. Oh, good. Shouts out, everyone. Thank okay. you for that information. This is right. crowdsource yeah, yeah. news. Sorry. Um, yeah, we're all horrible. Is it fucking coffee and muffins? No. <laughs> Probably Actually, not a you're, you're the yet. politician here, Gus. You can be like, can we fact check that right now? Can, can we just, uh, is, is 538 listening? What is it called? 358? Right, 385? The idea you brought about small moving government is, is slow moving government is interesting to me because like, we have to think about what the pace of government is relative to the rest of the community sure. and the change we sure. require. And when we think about the advent of like big tech and like internet and right. digital infrastructure, like we're not we're we're no longer slow. We're like stagnant. And and right. I think that an accelerated rate of change is required based off of the times we live in. Like mm-hmm. we can't we can't sit around and like and I think this maybe attaches to the disenfranchisement of people not believing that things are happening in government. Right. Like, you want a better app, you should be able to get a better app pretty quickly. Yes. Just, just like, that. that's totally right. me talking there. I don't know. But, like, that's how I feel about that. Right. Well, right. Here, here's, here's, okay. Here's the issue I feel. And uh, I, I, I have studied poli-sci, and I have studied... I, uh, I, the, big, the biggest thing has... Uh, Communication is a huge deal. But the other bigger deal is the phrase called follow through. Mm. And let me tell you, if you if you download the One Albuquerque app and you go look at this fucking pothole, well, if uh, three months later the fucking pothole's still there, right. fuck this app. Who cares? Delete it. I don't know why I have that in my storage. Okay. Everything is about follow through. Right. Have you experienced that on that app? No. Because I want to like... Shouts out! I'm not. No, and I I'm, submitted and a needle. The needle was gone within yeah. four days. I was, I, and I was not calling them out specifically. Sure, sure, sure. I'm Feel just that. giving an example. So the technology is great. The ideas are great. So if you would have won and you got into office, if you would have done something, or you would have said, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do," and then you didn't do it, the follow through is the answer. Yeah. If politicians come in and they don't do what they say, then that's not the person that you want. Okay. Or if they come in and, and – but follow-through can also be the answer on the opposite end. We had a governor that came in and she's like, you know what? I don't like the fucking movie industry. My follow-through is, is I'm going to fuck these people over. Behavioral health? Never mind. Yeah. Yes. And that, and, that, and that was the follow-through there. So the follow-through is, the, is what you have to key on. Mm-hmm. People can say whatever they want. I could say, hey – uh, I'm going to run for mayor, and everybody gets a hundred thousand dollars, and then I can win, and then everybody's like, "Where's my hundred thousand dollars?" And I'm I like, think, "Oh, I don't know." I think you make a valid point because I believe that our generation feel like our voices aren't heard because we have right. so many politicians who we vote for and we like their platform and we like what they're saying, but they don't follow through. They're doing right. that to get the vote. Or that's how it seems, and there's no communication as to why they're not following through. So then, by the time you get to our generation, it's like, well, fuck that. Why should I vote? Right. And and two, I think, specific points related to those concepts is, first of all, like, don't be so attached to the individuals that hold office. And, no. like, don't, don't be so attached to them as political figures. Like, right. political figures are community members. And, like, 
I, I don't, maybe I'm like misciting history here. Like I wasn't like a, a history major, but like, as far as I understand it in the Greek philosophy of democratic republics, whatever mm-hmm. that means is that like, it's an obligation to serve. Yeah. And like, right. you're kind of like, damn, I was doing this other thing, but like, I guess I have to step up to this responsibility and yes. I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to go back to whatever it was I was doing. Cause I liked that too. And like, we should expect that more from community members right. and like, yes, have like incumbency doesn't seem to have helped us right now. Well, and I mean, and it, it, sadly about the Greek thing that you're saying, that was the idea. Yeah. And it's always the idea. Sure. But then, of course, the corruption came in right, right. and the bribery. And the Power's weird. Right. And that's what, that's what right. destroyed Rome. Right. This, was, you know, right. this is what when, when I hand you a check for $100,000. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just God, like, I'm not running again, dog. That doesn't mean anything. Hey, man, you got to get this podcast <laughs> initiative through, brother. You're like, who has the power now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, n- neuroscience. And so, like, this, like, this is... I really like neuroscience. I was about to say, like, I study neuroscience, but, like, I don't have a PhD. Don't listen to me. But, like, I know there are studies currently, like, scientific yeah. studies on, like, on how power changes your brain pathways. Oh, wow. Well, yes. yeah. And, like, that's, that's like, worth noting because yes. I can tell you it was, like, an intrapersonal experience. Like, it was weird. Like, there's a come down. There's a change. And there's, like, real work you have to do to try and reset yourself into, like, the community to be, like, hold on. I ran, and that was important, and I appreciate the work I put into that, and I appreciate the people that cared, but, like, I have to come down. Yeah. yeah. I, have to, I have to remember that, like, I'm only as good as the work I put in, and, like, I don't get the responsibilities I asked for. And even though I, I wish that I had those responsibilities, and I wish I had resources to execute on those responsibilities, mm-hmm. like, those are not mine at this time. Right. That's and Chris right now, actually. He's pretty much on the high for the last eight years. Like, I'm the Mary Alcorn. Give uh, me... Downtown. 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 Some cities have mayors of nightlifes in downtown. It's a thing that happens that explicitly work on programming in these events to try and bring out <laughs> oh, civic engagement. No, no, I, I do nothing to help or... Go, go, yeah, go, go to downtown with Chris and be like... He's good, and I'm oh like, gosh. I guess I'm good. We, You're only uh, the mayor of downtown when <laughs> Sister Bar doesn't ID you. <laughs> that happens. happens. Oh my God! You're the mayor of downtown. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do this thing where like I'm like, let's go to this uh, thing over here, and Billy's like, uh, it costs to get in. I'm like, nah, you're good. I think it's like I'm with s- me, and they're like, okay. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's it's, bizarre. it's really bizarre. So oh. basically, you're you're. you're Neurological argument is basically with Chris right now yeah. in downtown. He's freaking sociopath, dude. Look at you. Sympathetic. I'm wondering who you're gonna murder. But also, I have a question, not on the chats, but it's one of my questions to actually trend. Uh, That's Chris. Transcend, Jesus. like your ideas, commun- within the community of Albuquerque to national, and also when you come into DC to visit Shelby and I. Yeah, that's, those uh, are good questions. I would love to go out to DC to visit you and Shelby. I had uh, I had the real privilege to visit the United States Conference of Mayors a couple of years back, and I learned a lot there. And like, oh, it was super eye opening to see everything that went on there. And that's like maybe a different conversation. So I'm I'm not like infatuated with DC, but I'm curious, and so I'll gladly visit you. I think the Renwick Gallery is my favorite, and DC needs better coffee. Is my hot take of the day. <laughs> Thank oh. you, and, and also hot take. they need less Chipotle's. Ooh. Oh yeah. Uh, there seemed to be a lot of CVSs too. If I'm remembering Shelby's post correctly, was that thirty yeah. today, Shelby? Shouts out to you. <laughs> Who's uh, you're a hero. I love. Shelby. They said Burnett Same. slash Smith for mayor downtown 2020. <laughs> I'd vote that way. Yeah. I would Who's vote. the Smith? I don't know. Brandon Smith. Uh, maybe. maybe. Um, um. Oh, so last night. Oh, Sabrina probably. Speaking of downtown things, 
This has nothing to do with politics or Chris being the mayor of downtown. I was not there. Okay. Um, I was there. <laughs> there was a party. Well, we were downtown. You did not go with me to this 90s party, and you oh. missed a shit show. I heard, so, wait, 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 wait. Back up. So, there was a 90s party at Inside Out. Yep. And Silky... Sil- silky silky smooth silky yeah no no, no. <laughs> sang the song i don't know Everybody she ca- she was just featured on a lot of things i heard anyway, it was bad it was so bad so we we go there after we went to barney's thing and oh my god i'm so glad i did not pay the 30 dollars <laughs> to go in. that's how much it costs 30 dollars at the door isn't that like rent for a month in albuquerque <laughs> just kidding that's a I joke wish. um but so i believe it was 30 i don't remember but it, uh, so, uh, i wouldn't yeah. have paid a dollar really it looked to bad see it. so this lady <laughs> performed with tupac and easy e and all this stuff and that's great that's fine i celebrate but your she's a grandma right she said it on yes stage. so i celebrate her accomplishments, and I don't like to tear other women down. Shuts out. However, oh, the butt came in. However, if you have had all those accomplishments and you get all these people who come to support you and are excited to see you, you should perform first of all for more than like five minutes. Oh yeah. Second mm. of all, don't make everybody who works there feel like crap. That's true of any place oh, you work for yeah. anywhere. FYI. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Don't make people feel like crap. But also, nobody is more important than anybody else. You nope. are not above true. anyone. And also, you are wearing spandex. So well, well, spandex are fine. Yeah, but I was, about to say, well. I was just kind of like, come on, lady. Like mm-hmm. you're being kind of a jerk. So she gets on stage. First of all, like the sound guy, you could tell he was just stressed out. Because sound is hard. True. And yeah. he had dealt Magicians. with, like, normal, like, or not normal. He had dealt with, like, local rappers and stuff. First of all, they were not singing 90s anything, which hurt my soul. Yeah, it was supposed to be, like, a 90s party, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be a 90s party. They were not, they were mumble rapping, which is fine. Okay. They were great. The local talent was great, albeit a little loud. Uh, but... <laughs> was it, sounds like you just described Third Eye Blind. <laughs> <laughs> but so <laughs> they she finally like gets out on stage everybody's super excited and she like talks about Tupac and Easy she like does her little tiny parts that were in those songs what? But before she could get to that she stepped on the mic cord she couldn't start on time the like sound guy had to just sit there and kind of babysit it the like a guy who works there told me that it was he felt like the whole night was like a really bad house party that just oh, went gosh. awry, and I felt it. But I did enjoy people watching. I, what's um, funny about that is like you you talk about this like that, and then when I went to see Ice Cube, people were just like shitting all over me to go see Ice Cube. They're like, "Oh, is this the Are We There Yet but tour?" He was so professional. Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. Sick burn, He's amazing. Sick burn though, right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, I just, I, I was not impressed with that lady. I was not impressed, well, Silky. So, so what are you gonna do about this, Gus? Do about what? Mm-hmm. Professional musicians yeah, at Albuquerque? Yeah, can you yeah. fix uh, that? Like, fix it. I can't fix it because I don't know anything about that. But like, oh, great. what I can tell you is that there's this thing called like Sunday Chatter, which I'm a big fan of. It used to be called Church of Beethoven. It's in oh, Los Puertas, just yes! across the dialogue. Yes, yes, yes. And like, yo, as far as like seeing professional musicians that blow your mind every single day, like. That's the go-to. It's on yes. Sunday mornings. So if like yeah. you're the person that goes out Saturday night and you're like, 
man, I hate waking up on Sunday mornings, but I also hate myself if I don't wake up at a reasonable time on Sunday mornings. Yeah. The same. This is the event because it starts at 1030 nice. and then it goes to 1130. Easy hour, which puts you straight in the brunch period or when yeah. breweries are now open in Albuquerque. Yes. And where's this at? Uh, it's at Las Puertas. So on First Street and Mountain About, just across from Dialogue Brewery. Free oh. espresso, free baked goods. If you're under 30, oh, the tickets are Is that what's bucks. going on? Okay. So yeah. today, this morning, they were, they were crossed. Yep, that's it. And you, so one of my favorite cellists who performs there, her name is Laura Metcalf. She used to perform with Nas. Yeah. Awesome. Seen her, yeah. yeah, like did, before, yeah. did Nas all over the world, did the international tour for the Illmatic uh, Traveled tour. Traveled with Nas? Damn. Yeah, dude. And like... <laughs> And Chris. also, you have incredible musicians who are local, who are international, who choose to come here to like play in this incredible environment. And yeah. it's an hour. Also, has local spoken word poets, which are beautiful. Uh, ten out of ten would recommend. Super Ooh, affordable. Super that great. That sounds great. So I'm gonna go. That brings me to another thing. It brings this, me to this. Please explain your thing. I will. Oh, back. so here's here's what I hate. And here, if people if people really want to understand and they want to fix things in their community, do you need a beer? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, take this. We're we're switching to the champagne. Okay. So here's one thing about Albuquerque and Albuquerqueans, and I guarantee it's a thing that happens in in, in a lot of cities. Like it it happens in uh, Cincinnati. It happens in Cleveland. It happens everywhere. Is you get these people who are like – These people. You know what what I don't like about this city is there's nothing to do. Right. And that – Bullshit. And I'm going to point something out. There isn't anything to do because you're not finding it. Um, and I and I will say this about Albuquerque: there, it, it is hard at first. Once you get in the pipeline, though, you you are overwhelmed by how much True. stuff there is to do. Right, especially because it's so affordable and accessible. Absolutely, like most of it's free. First of all, if you if you live in a major city and you don't know what First Fridays are, I bring this up all the time, and I go, "Well, I'm going to go to First Fridays this this weekend, and it's the first Friday of uh, every month." And people all the time go. What's that? Hell, I went to First Fridays in Las Vegas. Yeah, when I was there. Mm-hmm. First Fridays is there's going to be a spot in your town, and if your town doesn't have it, start it. It's a art, pretty much like an art walk. Mm-hmm. Artists will set up their their art at a gallery, a coffee shop, a brewery, and the the opening will be the first Friday of the month, and. A lot of cities will connect them, and like the, you'll you'll go to a place and you get a, a map, and it'll show you all the different places you can just walk to and see totally. art. And you'll be amazed by how many different things you're going to be like blown away by. Sure. Uh, the, the funny thing was the one in Las Vegas, Nevada. I actually haven't talked about this on the show. Is that I went to First Friday there, and it was a very state fair kind of thing. Like they had like twenty food trucks, they had turkey legs, and there was galleries, but there was people out in the street just selling art. Mm. And, I mean, that's a big thing. Get in, get involved in your community, and you'll be shocked at how many things, like how much there is to do. Right. Galleries. Yes. Zoos. Going to the zoo to watch a band. Um, local, like, first of all, if you've never gone to see a local band in your town. Please do. Fuck you. If you haven't that's seen terrible. local comedy in your town, fuck you. Correct. Billy. Oh, hey, guys. It's your boy, Billy Belmont. <laughs> oh, I thought I, you were going to say if you haven't seen. I, I don't care fair, if you fair. see me. Oh, I, yeah. Don't look at me. The thing is, don't our, look at me. Our, our entire setup of Tinder Grimm, I've been in the show for what, like nine years, eight years? Something like that. I'm not it, even that old. And so, 
like it was one of those things where I would see my face on the like green screens. Like my my head's shiny. I don't people know don't need to see me. He looks like a purple-headed wiener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I disagree thoroughly, but... We, uh... I think you're adorable. I think you're hot. I'm going to put up a picture of you Ooh. now just to show... So, so Gus... Really talking. Um, there are some rudimentary questions we have to ask you. Yeah. So, um, what was your first beer? Mm. These are all good questions. I That's a good question. Questions. I'm sure that like my very first beer was like some throwaway beer like um Coors Light like no Coors Banquet has a lot of like big pull in my world um but I'm not sure if that was my first beer but like the beer that changed my life was actually and it's funny that I'm working at Marble now was Marble's Oatmeal Stout okay um and it was the first beer I had that I was like yo like I could drink this um and it gets me drunk that's true of (laughs) most fucking Marble drunk. Holy crap! Because, You're like because what I want to think of, especially someone at your age, it's like mm-hmm. okay, this is objectively like beer kind of tastes gross sometimes mm-hmm. for a young kid. It's not Kool Aid. It's not Crystal Light. It's not <laughs> freaking like like Ara Pops. Capri Sun. Capri Sun. It's not Capri Sun. I mean, and so, we know this because my three-year-old, her dad's a brewer. She won't even taste beer. She's like, it's not an Otter Pop. I'm not yeah. going to taste it. Exactly. <laughs> so with Gus Pajotti at 22, like having his first beer. <laughs> yeah, I had my first beer at 22, everyone. Uh, <laughs> 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 and so he's like, oh my God, though. this is not Otter Pop. So Oatmeal Stout Marble is my shit now. I yeah. guess. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. The the first alcoholic beverage I ever tried was scotch, and that was wild. But oh wow, right. yeah, That's you went right for it. So I know where Billy's going on this. So the second question: What is the first concert you ever went to? This one's embarrassing as hell. Yeah. Um, first concert I went to was the Counting Crows and the Fray. <laughs> oh, yes. you know that what? shit. That's- Dude, everyone knows that I'm in over my head. Like I'm saying, yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're with uh, former mayoral candidate, (laughs) just bury me, Gus Pedrotti. Although he loves the Counting Crows. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Actually, don't even be embarrassed about the phrase. I love the and I love the fray because of actually I learned about them through the Grey's Anatomy soundtrack, <gasps> which I remember Jones watching. Just become best friends. We probably did. I watched. I remember watching the pilot episode of Grey's Anatomy yes. when I was in fourth grade. I'll just like let that linger, oh, wow. and then I feel old. watching the fray gave me this like coupon Very in like Live Journal or whatever the hell it was. It wasn't Live Journal. It was like Ticketmaster, but like. Uh, well, TBT Live Journal. But I got to see Maroon 5 the next month for $5. Yeah. Yes. And this is like 2007. And turns out, cool side story, The so so what's that guy's name in Maroon 5? Adam Levine? Yes. Yeah, Adam Levine, okay. yes. He was taught by the sibling of a math teacher in Albuquerque in math. What? Who <laughs> totally is the reason why that guy got a degree in high school. And he like Great. shouted him out on stage. He was like, hey, uh, to my math teacher from high school... I know you live here now, and I appreciate you. And it was like, oh, what? Well, that's so, kind of nice. It so was very nice. We got a question from the, the chat again. If Gus was mayor, would he bring back Edgefest? <laughs> oh, this is important. Edgefest forever. Yes. Yeah. It's all bad. I didn't know it so went away. So are you a Grey's Anatomy fan? Oh, yes. Well, so this is the hard thing. Grey's Anatomy has been on for so long, there are so many contradictions in the yes. series now. Like, yes. I don't know how to get down with the Mercy West wor- merger. Oh, because I... 
I am. You know what? Here's okay. Sorry, guys. You welcome, guys talked welcome about welcome to Grey's Anatomy hey, podcast. You guys talked about Tony Hawk earlier. Just Tony let me Hawk. have this one. I didn't. I have a question Jim about Edge Fest, and I actually going to elaborate on it later. But please, Grey's Anatomy, tell me. I didn't even Jim Halpert this time. I thought time. it was Grapes Anatomy. I totally off on that. <laughs> That's the Fruit of the Loom version. That's yeah. It's it's done with grapes and apples and stuff. It's really cute. So. Here's the thing. I thought it was going to be over when, spoiler alert, Derek Shepard died. I have no idea who that is. But what got me to be like, okay, I'm into this, is how Meredith Grey pulled herself up by her bootstraps and was like, I can do this on my own. Wait a minute, there's a person actually named Grey on the show? Yes, well, yeah. that's why it's Come on, I have no idea. Oh That's gosh. embarrassing for everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed I'm for sorry. myself. Tendring Nation, I'm sorry for Chris. He is, yes, I'm he, sorry. He does not know what he does. Somebody should impeach him as mayor of downtown. <laughs> I don't know that process. <laughs> 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 TV show downtown. Holly for mayor. Of a TV show? Come on. Ellen Pompeo's a queen. Um, uh, she is amazing. Yeah. One time I called Jackie, Tony, and Donnie in the morning to talk about my love for <gasps> I love fucking Donnie. Too. Donnie yeah, is my yeah. dude. And he's he's, so they, cool. they, they would be nothing without Donnie. It's no. true. He he's a he's a centerpiece. He's so cute. But I called them and I was like like back then I was like, I watch Grey's Anatomy, that's great. And they were like, I remember this. Jackie started screaming at me. She was like, You can't watch it. Like, you're too young. Like they were doing tiddlywinks behind that door. I don't know why she said tiddlywinks as a euphemism <laughs> for sex, but she screamed that on the radio, and it's it's ingrained oh, in my wow. memory. And it's early in the morning too, so you called. It like, was like before school. Oh, wow. a risky boy. Yeah. Risky. But Donnie is the only reason like Albuquerque like like morning radio still exists. I didn't even know they because like so even Buck and Deck Buck and Dex <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. No. It's Jackie, Tony, and Donnie now. What about Erica Viking? Is that still around? She's, that's that's after yeah. that's that's late afternoon. Shouts out Leah Black. I Leah Black. Ooh, Leah Black. Dang, you're pulling out some of those like references. I, all I'm saying is we should watch Grey's Anatomy together. I would love that. O'Malley for life, and yes. also Burke deserved to get kicked off the show. Yes, loved it. So Chris. This is not for you, Chris. Okay. <laughs> that that was... I am for I'll just, you. I'll just, I'll just, I know he's a real fan now because he said that. I'll just connect to my pod and, and zone out. So, okay. So, Gus, uh, speaking of just... Grey's Anatomy? Kind of... <laughs> not even Grey's Anatomy. we could talk about it first. Just out of your, like, uh, your presence in Albuquerque... Um, do you get recognized a lot? Uh, do you get perks just yeah. from being recognized? Uh, no, no. I mean, like, I don't would have to dig into what perks means, but like the perk of like being felt by a community and like feeling seen is, is no, really beautiful. Do you beautiful. get free drinks? Is what no, I'm I don't get free drinks. Oh. That um, sucks, dude. It, it's fine. Like we we all pay for our things, I guess. Um, like and like, not for running for mayor. Um, I'm no. at a lot of bars a lot of the time, and I have great friends that I appreciate. Uh. Um, but like, it it is nice when people truly choose to say hey and they remember because paying attention to local elections means you're like the MVP. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's not me running. It's the people that care enough, especially young people that care enough to look and show up and have an opinion and have an informed opinion and like do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like legitimately like change my life every time they say hi uh. because it's. It's really easy for me to like just like make that another memory worth repressing, mm. and every time someone says like it matters, it like brings it to life in a way that it never could have been while I was running, and 
make sure that I know that like it's meaningful to try moving forward. And I appreciate right. those people That's a lot. Awesome. What what is one thing that Albuquerque has that is underrated and people have no idea about? Uh, gut reaction is the Sandias, and like yes. I know that might be like a weird like. Maybe maybe that's a cop out, but like I've met people in their twenties who are like, yeah, I've never been to the crest, and I just oh, like, yeah. I, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I want to put my head under a fucking art they've bus that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, they've never yeah, been to the yeah. crest. They've never hiked the trail. I'm literally, crazy. I'm texting well, my friend, and we're going to the mountains tonight because I just need to go be in the mountains. Well, you've got to do the crest in the daytime. You got to do the crest all in the, the time. All the time. Yeah. Well, all the time. Yeah. And like, dear God, like there there are so few places in the world that can claim their major urban center. And they are 30 minutes from that type of, like, wilderness. Yeah. Um, a mountain range. Yeah. And, like, the, the Sandias are so significant. Like, we come out of this rift valley that makes us, like, one of four, like, geographical yes. or geological features in the world. We have this gorgeous granite slab. Like, have fun with it. And, like, if it's you're not so outdoorsy, beautiful. cool. Go to Gravity Park. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Gravity Park does not pay me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so what were your, like biggest like social outings as a kid in albuquerque was it was we here for the beach we here for the beach roller Uh, king sure sure roller king definitely like i feel like our icons are probably the same honestly i was definitely on the closing tail end of them but like i was just tall enough to have ridden the big slides a couple times at close beach At the beach, I remember. Don't, that, yeah. don't do that to me. Don't bring up cliffs like that. That's a weird dude. Like, okay. son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, like Galaxy was the best ride at the beach. Obviously, oh man, um, yeah. favorite. Uh, other significant things in my life, honestly, this is going to sound super nerdy. My elementary school put on this yearly Halloween carnival, and there was a haunted house in it. Oh. And me and my friends would always go back to build the haunted house. Awesome. And then in college, we built two two really fun haunted houses. Was like pre brick and mortar. Like you had like. Drills in hand. I would call it more fabricate. Uh, <laughs> we would like frame and hang a lot of black pa- plastic and like prop settings and like build different rooms. And so, if you ever have a chance to go to the Bandelier Elementary School haunted house, I would love to go oh, with wow. you. First of all, uh, we're yeah. going. We're okay, going. this this uh, winter or not fall, we're to going. Go to elementary schools. <laughs> Chris is not allowed. But I'd love to go, go with you. That that's like a literal treasure yeah. of an experience. Is it mine kid fr- like little? Yes, little it's for elementary schoolers. I wasn't brave enough to go through it until I was in fourth grade with my dad. Okay. Oh, it's, so it's, it's that scary. Yeah. It was pretty spooky. Pretty spooky. <laughs> so we got another. This is from Chris Fortson again. He's actually like been the, the all star of the chat. I'm going to say this right I now. Mean, he, he is actually the forefront. Spokesperson for, for Albuquerque, like solar what's the infrastructure. Solar? Well, it's it's a it's a, he works for one of the solar companies in town. Thank you for doing good work, um, Chris. And he wrote, uh, "If you were if you were asked to have been on the administration after you lost, what position would you have wanted?" That's a really good question. Actually, that is a good question. Arts. And like, Arts. I appreciate you asking the question of if. Um, I'm trying to think of where I would have wanted to go. Um, I think the answer is like related to where you could have impact. And if I could choose anywhere to have impact, as far as like, right, so the campaign goes on, everyone's ideas and platforms kind of merge a little bit. So like we even got candidates to admit that distributive models were better for like behavioral health initiatives. Whether or not they follow through on that is a different question. Follow but through. Like, uh, follow through is important, as Chris noted. The one thing that no one else was touching on that I wish I could have had a finger in was honestly the development of biotech in Albuquerque. Because, oh, wow. So, like, I'm somebody who's really down with the arts in Albuquerque. Like, 
I go to Chatter every single week. Like, I was a theater kid in high school. I was a band kid. I still play in a band. I do community theater. Like, I am literally a nerd, and I love it. And I love the people I've met along the way to pieces. Um, And people are always like, oh, technology? Like, that's some, like, dumbass ivory tower white privilege shit. And you're like, on one hand, yes. But at the same time, like, it's also the history of the Southwest. Like, we fucking learned how to make insulated goddamn buildings that worked in our climate and we made it happen like like we are innovators we have always been innovators and we are like so inspiring in so many ways about how we chose to use the resources available to us to make our next thing happen whatever it was and like that history isn't always nice and pretty and clean like shit new mexico made the nuke like that's scary as hell and has so many horrible effects but like we have changed the world so many times based off of technology that like we can do it again, and we can do it with different ethics. And, like, biotech is the next step for us with, I think, how we already invest so much public dollars into our Division One research institutions, the incredible scientists we have there who are doing great work. And I wish I could have steered economic development into a very education-focused um, epicenter in this city so that it's not just, like, outside investors coming in and grabbing stuff and, like, using our intellectual property. It's us choosing to finally develop the intellectually intellectual property we've already invested in as a state and as a community, and that keeps people here and keeps people excited about where we are. Like, I... I'm still stoked on that. I think there's a future for it, and I hope um, in the future somebody picks it up and really does something innovative with what it means to develop things publicly. Like, if a city were to produce a vaccine, right? If a city were to own a vaccine, not for profit margin, like we're not going to like jack up the price like insulin. And the people right. that invented insulin did it for a fucking dollar because they right. didn't want to see it price right. gouged. And then it got gouged. Right. If we did it publicly and had domain over it and we just licensed it at a reasonable fee, that would still maybe be a bigger tax base than we could imagine off of like yes. an income tax. Yeah. And it would still be like the most affordable option for healthcare. And. I'm willing to bet on doing the work to see those results through, and I hope someone else is willing to do that too. Well, I'm still That's kind, awesome. of, kind of like pretty clouded um, as far as information goes. How city healthcare works with the state versus the national, like even. The, I don't think there really is a city healthcare. No, there's there's no. there's not a city healthcare. Sure. So I'm, about, I'm yeah. talking about if if the state right. So like the state funds all of this research for the university right like the state funds the university and there are federal grants that come in but researchers do that work and own the intellectual property and so then there's this thing called like uh, STC at the university science technology C Um, and it's about like spinning out that technology right we have these labs we have the university how do we make that science have impact in our community and it's not always clear and it's always kind of a gamble but when that gamble hits, it's worth the world because New Mexico has literally changed the world with science multiple times over. Yeah, with park with uh, Alzheimer's now. Sure. Yes. Sure. Well, I mean, there's nanotechnology. There's a lot of different things. One thing that people don't really, uh, what, what I really hate to see, and I really, it, being a guy who's an IT professional, um, what I really hate is is when people don't grasp the power of technology. And the biggest one, social media. Dude, you can be poor. You can be rich. You can be middle class. Mm-hmm. The fucking internet is the great equalizer. It has equalized everything. And the one thing that we have to fight against is the federal government 
censoring the internet. The internet needs to be open and honest because they want to censor it. You know why? Because the internet's the one place that people get call them the fuck out and pull like go in and like say, hey, wait, wait a minute. Does everybody know about this thing that's fucking happening? Boom! Look at this, and then they they post it, and they they don't want you to do that. So always always watch because they they'll they'll have one hand over here and they're doing this over here, and one thing they want to they want to stifle is this. Right. They want to shut this down, and this is the one fucking thing that if you're poor, you can come in and make a difference. You can just bam, like with like with 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 little effort. Sure. Um, I, I mean, like I think, uh, and like this is this isn't to like flex or toot my own horn, but like I think the mayoral campaign was a clear indicator of that. And this was right before Facebook underwent some massive algorithm changes oh, based yeah, off yeah, the yeah. 2016 election. They have, yeah, they have. We we ran our entire campaign on seventeen thousand dollars to win the mayoral election. It was about one point two million, right? And oh, so we that's, had a, that's fucking exactly. We had right. a massive outsized impact for the dollars we had because yes. of social media and because yes. organic reach was still so strong on social yes. media. Like yeah. it was because the community chose to discuss and share the videos we were putting out and the ideas we were putting out. I that saw it, it, any impact it reached me. That's Rainbow insane. Yeah, you. like Billy. I'm so glad I know you now, but I certainly didn't know you then. We knew who you right. were. I, I was actually. Was it Hyder Park you had that... Uh, was it Hyder Park? Which topic? No, it was like one of your like, events. Yeah, we, 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 we rotated around, yeah. He would move around, yeah. So was it, I think it was Hyder Park. We did one at Baton. Baton was, was education. Baton, yes. The one by the, the Walgreens. Yes, I'm, Baton. I'm, 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 yes. Getting, I'm getting the wrong mm-hmm. ge- geographic information. No, Hyder and Baton are like loosely related, which is why we should look at district lines, because if those are loosely related in your mind, maybe they're related in council districts, just saying. Yeah. For, did you go to that, Billy? I did. Thank you. So, here's here's what I'm really trying to say. If you would have done this show before, you'd have won. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ten drink just minimum, kingmakers. You'd have got four more no thousand No one wants votes. that job. <laughs> Nobody wants that job. So, You're right. Nobody. A, a, a real question I really want to fucking ask in in hindsight, I mean, a, a life is hindsight. Sure. Would you really want to be the mayor? Yes, easily. Um, and like, that's not to say that I don't recognize how many new variables have come across in this administration, and like how much I respect the problem solving that has to go on, and how like really there there is no planning in a city, right? As dynamic as Albuquerque, especially coming from the last administration, like it's all emergent. Like you have to do your best with the variables given. But I hope that the plans that I that I put forward in the ways that I communicated to them to the public, like instilled um, a faith, if not a trust in my ability to deal with all the other problems that the city would face. And like, I cherish all the things that the campaign let me know, all the people that allowed me to meet, like Jesus shaking like 7,000 hands in a single day. Oh, they say shaking all those babies. Dude, that was insane. <laughs> shake, shake the babies, shake the babies, the kick the hands, um, kick the hands question mark. I would just, um, oh, it's ahead. me at the dojo. Check me out. Um, yeah, like, I care deeply about the solutions we put forward. I think that they have a place in the future of Albuquerque. Um, and there's no other team I'd rather go to bat for and, like, ruin my life over than Albuquerque. Now, that's that's a So, <laughs> that's the best quote. That's an idea right there. I would just love your protege to be like, Gus. We need you back in the game, and you're sitting there like, "Hey, hey, like, man, I'm out, I'm yeah. out, I, I, I ain't doing it no more." Anthony is like, "Man, turn my badge, I, my gun in." I, I gave that shit up, man. I can't, like, Gus. We need you back. 
We need everyone else. Gus sucks. <laughs> no, no. I, I see in 20 years, I'll be 64 years old. Wow. You will be my age. And I think within that time, you're probably going to be the mayor or more. I don't know. You're, I mean, I mean it's up president. to you, but I, I mean, you, you have you have the tools. Like, you've, you've come on this show, and, you know, I've, I've studied politics my entire life because of my family. My family is very political. And you've got what it takes. And I think that people are like, like, when I said you were going to be on the show, I posted it a couple, you know, earlier this week. People really responded to it. And they're like, man, I, I really want to hear this, and I want to hear what he has to say. Because... I think you connected with a lot of people with your organic growth and with, you know. It's going to be hard for him because it's also there's like a different – on different parties. Like, okay, yeah. so if you're running with a – I mean, I you're going to do something. Very conservative, very like bureaucratic way of doing it. Yeah. Then you'll probably win. But on his cent- side of the spectrum, it's going to be a fucking lot of grassroots shit. Thanks, Chris. Aww. I would vote for you again. Are we all emotional sure. now? Is this kind weird? of like this is this is a lot. No, because yeah. basically, like Thanks. in Washington, there is basically like a pretty much capitalistic. Like oh, we sure, have we course. have the money here to do this for our candidates, mm-hmm. but on our side, we don't want to do that because it's going to affect this. Or but it's that. it's too it's a lot of fucking work. Sure. Now look, I don't want to put any pressure on you, like but you know. Run. I'm I no, <laughs> I'm I just kidding. for me, what I hope is that you continue to talk about. I I never need you to run for mayor. Again. No, you don't do anything you don't want to do. But what I do need you to do is to keep talking about the fact that we can make change. Yes, we can it's we can not New Mexico. It's not New Mexican. One hundred percent. It is. I like Mexican, that. And. I really, really wish that you would talk to more people, especially younger people, about how important it is to vote, how important it is to to see a change that can happen, have a dream, make it happen, and that nobody nobody is restricted to not pursuing what they think is right or what they think needs to happen. Sure. So. I don't need you to run for mayor, but right. I need you to keep talking about why you ran for mayor right. because that's important. Keeping that dialogue going. Hold on. I want to talk about how she just fucking nailed the real slogan that should be out there. It's New Mexican, not New Mexican't. <laughs> that should be the slogan. That, we, uh, that you can relate to. Sure, yeah. sure. Everyone's everyone's felt that. We uh, we decided to steal that. Our, our slogan was, it's about making a future you just have to stay for. Because of the brain drain, which is a little bit less yeah. accessible, but we felt it. No, no. Um, but New Mexican, not New Mexican. I'm saying it's pandering to the people. Like I don't know your platform really. Well, I'm listening to all your 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 arguments, but honestly, can I have a beer with this guy? Yes. Can hey, wait, wait. That, that's like the wrong thought to have. And I like. I feel like in my generation that came up with like the George W. Bush thing, where like yeah. George W. Bush was like the candidate you wanted to have a beer with because he was like a chill dude. That's I yeah. think it's still the same way. With right. Oh, but, uh, all the same way. Sure. And Barack Obama okay. was the same right. way. Right. Well. But like, but like, how do we how do we get past that? Is the next question because like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I have beers with a lot of people. Yeah, not all weird great people, and like, they're all, yeah, they're all great. But like, how we oh, as no, a community honestly discern like who who we need is, is a very hard topic and like what yeah what i can't fathom is like pretty much like a month into the election yeah. is like people going into like 
MSNBC, like CNN, like Fox News, be like, I'm still undecided. Are you fucking serious? People? Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. So we're, we're kind of at the end of the show, and I want to kind of bring up one other thing. <laughs> and, you know, you can say what you want on it. You don't say anything. I think one thing that Albuquerque, and this is from my perspective, has an issue of that needs to be fixed is we need to figure out if we want to stay with the negative connotations of our city or if we want to move forward and try to push those aside. And when I say that, so I went to the United game. You're a big United fan. Yes, and whenever the Portland game came, and were you at that game? Yep. And the guy came around and he like taunted the crowd and the crowd oh. showered beer on yes. us. And I, I actually left the forums of the New Mexico United. I actually quit because there were so many people that were like, well, that's what happens when you fuck with Albuquerque. Interesting. And I mean, is that is that right? I mean, are we the gangster community? Are we the you know don't fuck with Burke? Are we the you know is that is that what we really want to you know represent the nation? And it kind of seems like the and, and I, mean, I, right I feel now. like we're at that 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 precipice that we're like to the point where it's like should we move forward and away from that? So and I, I remember that game explicitly, and um, I'm. A huge United fan. I've traveled a couple times to see the games. Um, awesome. Yeah, watching us like at away games is really compelling too, because so yes. many people choose to travel that it's like we drown out <laughs> other USL teams at their yes. home turf, and it's like, yo, we're so legit, and we, our players are we so drowned cool. out an MSL team. Yeah, Denver. yeah, it was seriously, and like. Shouts out all the all the United players that have played for the Lobos and know the city oh, yeah, intimately. Yeah, yeah. Like, thank you, Sandoval. Thank you, Weehan. Um, it's really cool. Um, Ken also played with a former Lobo um, a soccer player and Albuquerque High School alumni, Jimmy Schneebeck, at Denver University. So he's got a special place in Albuquerque's heart for sure. Jimmy Schneebeck is a real one uh, as far as the boys of Porque go. Uh, but, like, yes. question of, like, whether or not we, like, what are we as an identity in that way? Like, that's, that's harder for me to say. Like, I'm not going to... That's a big to, deal, though. Sure, it's a big deal. And, like, I'm not going to deny the hype that United has created. And, like... Right. I, well, and I, I almost and I, saw the opposite response. I don't I don't want you to take the United aspect, because I, 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 that was just a, a, an example. Mm-hmm. My example, what I'm really trying to say right. is, is, like, oh, someone right. got their, their U-Haul right. stolen. Are yeah. we bad boys? And yeah, the they is, shouldn't have came to right. Albuquerque. Right. Albu- and, and we yeah. shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Albuquerque is not... Like a bad boy's mentality, to yes. be totally frank. If you've ever been here, and if you've ever listened to tourists come, so I like working at Marble. I've listened to a lot of tourists talk about their experience here, and they're like, "Yo, everyone here is so friendly. Like everyone here knows yeah. where things are, knows where to tell me where to go." Like, and we, yeah. and we were afraid to come here because right because we of the heard media. so many stories. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so Albuquerque is not the bad boy. Is like no. if that's the fundamental question. We really like, are a very loving and open right. and wonderful right. and diverse right. yeah. city. I. I had a Canadian couple. I was down in Founders. Shout out to all my, my, my Nuggets and Founders. Uh, nuggets. Um, and they were like, we were really afraid to come downtown in Albuquerque because we thought we were going to just get robbed. Right. And that's because that's what we portray. And people will portray that. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you don't want to come to Albuquerque. You're going to fucking get hurt. You're going to yeah. jack. You're gonna, yeah. and it's, like, it's like, no, that's not true right. at all. And, like, I, I hope people do know that. Um, and, like, there there is a reality anywhere you go about that. And, like, Gun violence and gun possession is an issue everywhere in this country, and like we can talk about yeah. that. But like, that is not Albuquerque's core. That is not Albuquerque's center, and like, that's not us. Like, no. we we are a place of innovation. We are a place that exists beyond all yeah. odds. We are a place that is different than the rest, and we are a place that like gets Huge to the film industry totally. And like, 
we get to define, and this is super nerdy of me, and I'm a big city nerd, we get to define the future. I believe Albuquerque explicitly gets to define the future of large mid-sized cities or middle large-sized cities and what it means for urbanization in the future. Like, we're seeing this mass urbanization across the world where, like, Shanghai is dealing with, like, 100,000 people a month immigrating to their city, which is bonkers. And you have to say to yourself, like, does a city of 500,000, a metropolitan area of almost a million, does it survive in the future? Yeah. Or does it wane and depart from like what well, we know as civilization? And, and and one other thing, Chris Fortson says, you know, he 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 brought up Chris. The, the crab mentality that Albuquerque has. You don't want to see uh, other people do good. Yeah, and the, the, I hear that deeply. And like, this also ties back to what Holly said about like, and I appreciate Holly. Thank you for bringing up the idea of just like, it's not about running again because I believe that too. Right. It's about. Saying the story behind the run and making sure that the next story succeeds. Yes. Yeah. Because for all, for all, and I appreciate the fact that so many people acknowledge that maybe that campaign caused good. Yeah. We need the next success. Yeah. Right. And that success isn't me. It doesn't have to be me. No, it doesn't. Um, and I, I really want to like bring up this this person in my life that's changed my life numerous times. Her name's Sarah Collins. She came to the University of New Mexico um, as a freshman, first generation college student, on like the top tier scholarship that uni- that UNM has to offer. And she was, like, wide-eyed and breathless about the possibility of the university, about the state. And um, it was inspiring. As someone who grew up here and, like, believed about all the things that, like, couldn't happen here, she was the antithesis. She was like, this is new, this is fresh, this is possible, this is the only place in the world I'd want to be. And she totally changed my life about what it could mean to invest in communities and what it could mean to, like, see the good in places and to, like, manifest the good too like be a part of what you want to be the change and shop she, local totally yeah, t- jesus christ shop local yeah. um and she she worked for that change and worked for that good all the way through the campaign and did relentlessly tireless work all through unm she created uh, a sustainable reclaim in the dorms which was all about like making sure that students had access to mini fridges clothing like microwaves oh, nice everything so that it didn't go to the trash anymore oh, yeah, it yeah, just okay. went to students it's like a, okay so um uh, i used to work at sandia labs mm-hmm. and sandia labs has a thing called reapplication right. and it is that yeah. and like people think oh well there, you know there's all this money being spent with the government well someone somewhere some way created this thing at sandia where like if you don't want your computer anymore it goes to reapplication and it sits there, and it's someone else, or your chair, or your monitor, right. or your whatever. And it's that same thing, and that's amazing. Totally. And you and you come in, and you're like, well, I need a chair for my office. You go walk in, and go, oh, there's all the chairs. And you just go over, and you go, right. all right, I want this one. And right. then you go, okay. And then, boom. And th- that's the mindset. It's literally yeah. like, if you, so like, think of any system you participate in. It's where you live. It's where you work. What do you see? When we were living in the dorms together, Sarah and I, like... Yeah. We saw that people threw away all this stuff every single year. Yeah, the, the, what do they call it? The, there's, there's actually a name for it. Like when they, uh, the, the kids, you know. Waste? No, 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 no. <laughs> True. No, no, no. Well, yes. it, is, it is. But like uh, a lot of the local communities in like a lot of college towns, it's like one of their favorite days. Yeah. Like the college kids will move out and then they'll just go and like right. dig shit out of the trash. Right, right. And so we call it the reclaim now because we, we, repos- we like everyone donates that stuff and then we host it at the beginning of the fall semester where people can just show up and like take what they need so they don't have to buy it every year. And then Sarah, like to her credit, yeah, it's pretty smart. She's so smart. She studied sign language interpreting. She's incredible. Um, my she, grandma's uh, deaf. Love that. What? Oh, rad. Such a cool culture, honestly. (laughs) It is. Um, 
one of the one of the coolest things she did is she also helped make sure that the tap room on UNM's campus succeeded. Oh, I heard about this. Uh, so is that open? No. It's totally open. Yeah, yeah you can buy great local beer there. Nice. There's cool curriculum in there too, where you can take like beer classes and stuff on the science of beer. Um, and somehow through her dedication, like saw this project through of like seeing a need in the community, seeing a commonality in the community, yeah. seeing a strength well, of the community. The community, community didn't know they needed right, and like. You know, it's a great use of space. It's a great idea of, yeah. of uh, capitalizing on an identity we've crafted through sincere work in the community. Um, and, like, I'm, I'm all about local representation and people being the change they need to see and suggesting the solutions they believe in based off their lived experience. But I will forever thank Sarah deeply for being a fresh set of eyes that showed nice. me a world that I was so unbelievably blind to and she's incredible and i hope she changes new mexico a thousand times over well i i think that that's amazing and i like to hear those stories and those are the stories those are the stories you want to hear yeah i i'm I'm tired of the stories that 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 are like just ultra negative and you know my u-haul got stolen and my my band equipment got stolen so it's good to hear all those things um did you want to there are tons of people who move to new mexico and fall in love with it hakeem thank you hakeem bellamy oh my gosh there's there's a ton of people who come here to visit even from other countries when my Mm -hmm. parents were living in germany you would not believe how crazy germans would get oh you're from new mexico i've heard about it i've been to balloon fiesta i Love it. And the other thing is they love tumbleweeds. Germans love tumbleweeds <laughs> yeah, because they weird. don't have it. Right. They don't yeah. have that. They don't have Western culture. They don't have, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I love hearing a story where somebody moved here and they yeah. fell so in love with New yes. Mexico and they're making an impact. Make, it, make an impact, make a change. And and th- that's what I want to see more about. Like, yeah. stop complaining about Albuquerque. Stop being... Well, you know, I mean, don't s- stop complaining about legitimate complaints. Stop, be critical, right? Like, in the same way yeah. we're critical yeah. of our family and of our friends and the people we love, but, like, don't stop being on their team. Right. Like, and we're all on stop, Albuquerque's team. Don't stop forgiving Albuquerque and don't stop loving well, Albuquerque. Stop perpet- but stop perpetuating negative stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and not just terrible. of Albuquerque, mm-hmm. right. of, yeah. like, all things. Right. And so. also right. address colonialism more explicitly in everything yes. you do. Oh, oh, oh shit! Yes. Gus did it. Sorry, like what? That's Gus. like one of the things we do all the time. That's dumb. So like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Shouts out. So uh, I want to say Gus, thank you for coming. I, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> okay, Thanks actually, can I ask one question? last question? The best breakfast burrito in Albuquerque. Oh god, oh, what? Good one. The best, best breakfast. breakfast burrito in Albuquerque. Like, as in the radio that plays while I'm at breakfast? No, best breakfast burrito. Billy oh, Stark, oh, right? oh, breakfast burrito. I think yeah. it's radio. Um, previously, the answer would easily be Dos Hermanos, but they went out of business, right? and there has still not been a breakfast burrito that comes close to touching that brick of glory. Yeah, it's so <laughs> um, good. God, that's that's a really hard question. I ate so many Golden Pride burritos through Thank college you. that like I they're, have they're, to just stay loyal, dude. Like so good. number one, number eight, number nine, dude. Days when I was in a pinch and I didn't have the money. Number five, like I respect that whole goddamn menu. I had a number and I like had a number ten and a number eight, dude. I'm gonna be real with you, Rainasex till I die. They also support the I presidential mean, scholarship at UNM, yes. which I participated in, and like. I'm here for Golden Pride until the end of time. I mean, look, also I mean, carne burritos. You, you don't you don't know what's going on right here. It's a green screen to me, but it's ten drink ten. Uh, barbecue chicken and, and ribs, and it's the it's the Golden Pride logo. <laughs> I, it is what it is. I appreciate you, Golden Pride. You're the drive through of my dreams. It's Golden Pride, <laughs> and they're golden so quick. Pride. I, I, I drove to the Golden uh, drove to the drove I drove to the Golden drew Pride it. over here the other day, and a guy recognized me. He's like, "You're the ten drink minimal guy." I was like, "Yes, I am." Give me bacon. Give me bacon. <laughs> They so, always so recognize me. So just dubbing oh. down to your constituents, 
Red or green? My constituents are smarter than me, so there's nothing to dumb down, asshole. <laughs> ah, <laughs> obviously fucking green. Obviously. Oof. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You know what's cute about Golden Pride up in the Northeast Heights? And I'm just going to say Tell this. Tell me more. Christopher, I know that you get recognized at Golden Pride. However. However. Mitchell, my dog. Shouts out Mitchell. recognized oh. at Golden Pride, and they always give him bacon. Hey, shouts out Dale Roberts for telling me that Golden Pride offers salsa picante, and that it is actually a dream maker on your Golden oh. Pride morning breakfast burrito. I'm going to try that. Salsa picante for life. Dale Roberts, you're the boy. I love nice. you to death. We've been so <laughs> involved boy. in your, your philosophy. You're like pretty much plans for the fucking world now. We didn't ask you, like, what's your favorite salsa? Gus is all edgy. Uh, I want to thank Gus for coming on the show. I mean, we've we've gone way over time, which is fine. Sorry. No, 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 no. no. There's there's a reason why we went way over time. Um, Shout out. You guys want to promote your shit real quick? I'm done. You heard that last episode. Uh, Just come to my open mic tomorrow inside out. Please look up QWorks slash actually called Quirks. K-Q what? Q-W-O-R-K-S. Yeah. And, uh, man, uh, you don't have to run for office again. I mean, I think it would be amazing. But uh, just, you know, and I don't think I have to tell you this. Stay relevant in the community. Please you do. I, I, I think that Albuquerque needs Gus Pedrotti. Please Gus Pedrotti, your only hope. Yeah. And uh, with that, we, we are, are 10 Drink, drink Minimum. minimum.